What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Rich of the Exposed Podcast. This is episode four, and this is going to be a very interesting one because I have a former GameStop employee here. How long did you work there for? I never even asked you that. That would be a good thing to ask. Great question. So believe it or not, I actually worked at GameStop for exactly four years on the date. Oh, so you you worked there for a while. Yeah, four years. And I have talked about, I actually had Jay Who from 3 Kilobytes on before where he talked about his uh, stories from there. And mm-hmm. like any company that is on the fringe, I worked at Radio Shack and I know that they start making you do things that you really do not want to do. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of colorful stories from other people. And when Sean came to me and said that he knows because he worked there, some of the things that go on, I he was like, hey, I'll come on and talk about it. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, because this is interesting to know from someone who you've been there for almost half a decade, you mm-hmm. would know some of the ins and outs there. So mm-hmm. you work, so you worked there for four years. What are some things that happen behind the scenes that a lot of people like either assume they know about or don't know that well, they should well, know? Well, so here's the thing. So – I'll, I'll give a little bit of a background and then I'll answer your question. So I worked there for exactly four years. So I graduated from high school in 2015. And then literally the next day I applied to work at like my local game stuff where I knew the manager and that kind of stuff. And that was on May 26, 2015. That was my very first day at GameStop. My very last day at GameStop was when I gra- after I graduated from college, uh, May 26, 2019. So it's been a while since I've worked there. Um, but for behind the scenes things, what people don't see is kind of this duality between two different things. And you might know this from some people, you know, you get to know when you go to GameStop or anything like that. Somebody comes into the store, all right, an older woman, let's say somebody's grandma, and she has the list of games she needs to buy for the kid's birthday or Christmas or whatever holiday or whatever the case may be. Now, you have certain things you need to say. Do you want to pre-order this? Do you want to get a, you know, a warranty? Do you want to get this? Do you want to get that? Have you heard about this? You know, so on and so forth. Do you want to save a few bucks because it's pre-owned, even though you only save like five bucks. Um, but the duality is she doesn't care about that. She doesn't know about that. And she's not the consumer you should focus that energy on. But if you don't, you can lose hours. And I'll get into that. But if you don't do your job as rigid as they want it, say you walk in, you see your schedule and, you know, I worked there when I was in college. So like during my semesters and stuff, I didn't work there a ton, but like during the summers, I was there quite a bit. Um, you know, you'd be scheduled for, let's say 30 hours, something like that, if it's a part-time gig or whatever the case may be. And then all of a sudden you get a text from your manager because you didn't meet exactly the threshold of how many pre-orders you needed for a game that nobody wanted, like some random, you know, PlayStation 4 Japanese role-playing game or something like that, you know? Um, and you get the text saying, hey, man, I got to cut your hours. It's like, well, wait a minute. I just sched- I just had my whole week set up. Wow. Now you're t- I'm not, I swear to God. And it wasn't out of malice. Like, it wasn't that you're a bad employee. It's just what they wanted was so rigid. 
and so fake. And you know it's fake. And everybody who's going to hear this knows exactly what I'm talking about. Hi, thank you for calling GameStop where you can pre-order yada, yada, yada. This is Sean speaking. My name's Sean, by the way. You know, <laughs> uh, how can I help you? Or whatever. Or you say whatever deal's going on or whatever. And immediately you're pitching something that that person who's calling, the person who's calling already will do what they want. The person coming in already knows what they want, most likely. You know, you very rarely got people just browsing around. It's not that kind of store. People want Call of Duty. People want this. People want a Switch. People want an Xbox, whatever. And yet you're still pushing and pushing and pushing. And I'll tell you something. So I haven't worked there since May of 2019. And I went to a GameStop. Uh, I'm a dork. I like Madden. I like football and that kind of stuff. And I got Madden digitally on my PlayStation 4, but I got the physical copy from a friend. And I don't need it. So I went to GameStop to go trade it in. And again, this is me being a post GameStop employee. And when I traded in the game, I traded in towards play, like a couple months of PlayStation Plus or no, a PlayStation gift card, actually. And I walked into the store and the guy's like, hey, why are you trading in? And I said, well, you know, I, I usually buy my games digitally or whatever. And when I said that, I saw what I was doing in the past. He was telling me I was wrong that when you buy <laughs> games digitally. No, I'm being serious. He's like, you know, once you buy the game, you own it, you know, super, I mean, super obvious stuff. You buy the game and you own it and you don't say, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, but he was so aggressive about it that I actually wrote, I'm, I'm going to sound pretentious. I wrote a review because the guy was being rude as hell, but that's when it hit me. And it's like, oh, wow, this is, this is not good. If this is how like aggressive we were to customers, no wonder they didn't want to shop there. It, it's like. You're being harassed to buy a video game, which the whole point is to have fun. What was what's interesting to me too is when I go there and I buy a game, they always ask me to get the disc warranty in case there's a scratch on it, and I'm like, I'll so I'll defend that um, because it's like three bucks. Say a game costs, you know, where I live, they cost sixty three dollars after tax, and or sixty three twenty five. I think that's the exact price after tax, as I sold so many games. For that extra $3, if you came in, and I swear to God, if the game was broken in half and you had that little sticker, you did get a new game. Like, th that is something that GameStop legitimately would back up. So, again, I know the, the, the topic of this, uh, the, 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 the name of this podcast is Exposed. I'm not looking to bash GameStop. I, hey, I worked there for four years. And let me tell you, the people who work there, and you can probably attest this too, a lot of the people who work there, especially on the storefront, are really good people. They are. Like, they care... They, I mean, my coworkers, man, I had four managers while I worked there, uh, which I'll, I'll get into. Um, not every one of my coworkers, there are a few who kind of suck, to tell you the truth. But a lot of them were really, really honest, good people who cared about, you know, gaming to some extent, which I think is a little bit of a myth that they kind of entice younger people to get the job and because they think, oh, this will get me into the gaming industry. No, it won't. No, it won't. not at all. <laughs> no, it, no, no, it won't. Of anything, I'll make you hate gaming. And I'll tell you what, games working at GameStop made me not like gaming as much. It was too much. It was like a sensory overload. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like you ever watch that movie Minority Report when you, when you when Tom Cruise is walking around and like the, uh -huh. the, they like hey I forgot whatever his name was in there like as soon as they see him they start having ads for him. I yeah. feel like when you walk into GameStop, like I feel like Melanie Mac, like, hey, Rich, why don't you buy this? Like, it's it just very like Orwellian when you walk in there and you have all of like the, the, the 
TV shows with the fake reviews, because obviously they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, this product sucks. Don't buy it from us. I almost feel like it's that like they're they're trying too hard to, like, come at you. Well, I think the, the problem with GameStop is they have an opportunity to be a place which I, I, I got to admit, if that rumor is true that they want to kind of be like a cafe where they have systems set up so you can go in and play, maybe get a coffee or, you know, if they were smart, maybe get a beer or something like that. But of course, they would never do that, you know, and made it like this kind of like social epicenter, like, like you know, like those brick and mortar card stores that have like game nights and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't play that kind of stuff, but like that the reason those succeed is because it's a place where people have similar hobbies can go and hang out and you meet people and stuff. And that's where I could see GameStop if they want to actually live up to the name GameStop. Like this is the stop you go to for games uh, to have that kind of aspect of it. But like when you want like the GameStop I worked in towards the end looked like a place that was going out of business. Like half the store is dumb, stupid merchandise like, you know, like Suicide Squad T-shirts and action figures for a show that came out three years ago. And they're on, and they had the big stupid yellow clearance stickers on them and everything like that. But at the same time, and then on the other half of the store, it's all these games that were, you know, the, the pre-owned stuff was horribly priced, uh, and the upsell on them was ridiculous because you get five bucks for it and they sell it for fifty, which is a stretch that didn't really happen. But probably not know, that much of a stretch, but okay, <laughs> it's I probably mean, not. Well, so I, the only thing I, I know, I'm going all over the place with this, but it's kind of the nature of these things. One thing that, because you asked originally, like, what's something that people don't see that people do, like, that, you know, the GameStop employee sees that the uh, that the consumer won't? So, say you came in with a bunch of games or whatever. The only time that I'll ever defend GameStop on giving you not a ton of money is how this conversation goes. Somebody walks into the store and says, I want to sell these. Okay, that person has an expectation. Another person walks in the store and says, I don't want these. So you have, you're dealing with two different things. And, and the reason why I say that is that, you know, principally, and you can disagree with me on this, if you're looking to get rid of something, your intention is, I just want to get rid of these. I don't care what I get for them. You know what I mean? The other person is, I have an expectation of what these are worth. Appraise these and tell me what I can get. And if that person is disappointed, that's understandable. But if the person who is expectation is zero and they get something for them, I'm a little, I'm always a little perplexed by that person who's a little like, oh, what do you mean? I'm only getting this much. It's like he did say he didn't want these. You know what I mean? I so, guess. But if I'm going, like, if I'm, if I have a game and I look on eBay and it's averaging for forty five bucks, and GameStop wants to give me ten, I'm kind of like, I know you're going to sell. Well, what are we going to say? I know you're going to sell this at like 60 probably or 55 and you're going to make a profit off of it. Well, it's the convenient. It's the, the problem with that. And I hear you on that is it's the convenience tax. I mean, any person can sell their own games, you know, whenever they want and they can sell them for as much as they want, but GameStop's doing a job for you. So the, I, I, although I don't agree with the amount they give you, it is the convenience tax of, I don't have to go out of my way to meet some guy at a Walmart parking lot to sell these games. You know what I mean? Or I don't have to mail them myself or anything like that. I can just go to a place and the convenience tack is pretty significant. But at the same time too, I'm not, I'm not defending the fact that they don't give you a ton of money, but at the same time as well, it's generally speaking, like when somebody comes in with the expectation, these are probably worthless. 
And they might be. I mean, like, Connect Sports is not worth a lot of money. If anything, I actually don't think they could trade that game in. But, uh, you know, again, that's just my personal take. And I think a part of that is the fact that I was on the other side of the register for so long, you know what I mean? And so, like, I saw that every single day over and over and over again. So maybe a little bit of that take is coming from the fact that I had to explain that so much. I'm willing to admit that. You know what I mean? Well, it's interesting, though, because you say the convenience tax. I also look at that convenience tax when you go to, like, Best Buy and buy accessories. Now, when it comes to Mm -hmm. electronics, they're actually very competitive with Amazon, and that's why Best Buy is still Mm -hmm. really damn relevant. And they're actually one of the Mm -hmm. few companies giving Amazon a run for their money. But when you go there and I say I need a USB extension cable, (laughs) you could buy it from Amazon for, like, five bucks. But if you need it right then and there... They'll mm-hmm. charge you 30 and sometimes you'll accept it because of the fact it's like, look, man, I just need this cable now. I need to go yeah. home and, and record like this podcast or something. So that what you're saying makes sense where, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, you, if, if you saw it for 45, like hear me out for a second. Like, so say you, you saw it, average people selling on eBay for 45 bucks and you went into GameStop and let's just say they're being generous that day and they gave you 30. That's a reasonable, you know, uh, convenience tax to use that term if they're giving you five dollars you're getting screwed and that's unfortunately what happened um and the thing is too is that you know video games are you are you are a unique medium because people usually you know the the medium gets outdated you know dvds made the way the blu-rays cartridges made the way the dvds cassette tapes made the way to cartridges and all that stuff and you know but people hold on to them, so they have a different kind of value than like a DVD collection. A DVD collection today is worthless, and if you made that like an HD DVD collection back in the day, it's worthless. Um, but video games hold some intrinsic value because they work, and there's a different type of relationship with that. And I think that's unfortunately something that GameStop didn't do a good job articulating to keep that medium going because of that upsell. Because if they if they Say you traded in a game and you got ten bucks for it, and the brand new ones, I don't know, thirty. I, I excuse me, sixty, and they sold it for like thirty. That's still a significant intake, like money they're making, but that's a significant decrease because it's used. And let me tell you, dude, the games that were on the shelves at some GameStops are the most disgusting. Like, who the hell took this in? And I, I can't wait to tell you about some of the stuff that came in, but. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm only willing to play ball with defending that aspect of it a little bit because it's just I'm going by what I experienced with adults. Kids is different, but like you're an adult, you've been you've played the game for a while. You know what I mean? No pun intended. <laughs> and you know, it's just that it's that expectation, I guess. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's you have an interesting point too is about mediums becoming outdated because if I tried to even dare walk into a place to get money for a box full of VHS tapes, someone would laugh at me. You know, yeah. unless it was something <laughs> truly like rare. Like if I came in with, yeah. like, I was expecting like $300 for a, a, even like 200 VHS movies, people would be uh-huh. like, get the hat out of here. I'm going to call the cops. Like, what do you, yeah. what do you even try? So that is a good point. Whereas like I'm if not I even to like get my $200. Yeah. For, for VHS tapes that probably 90% of them have dropouts and barely even work. Whereas yeah. if I have a copy of Castlevania bloodlines, because games are perceived differently, there's still a worth to it. So exactly. Minus like sports games those go down to like a penny after one year but yes your some point with them, everything man. some of them don't but 
You'd be surprised. Which ones don't? The NCAA football games hold their value because they don't make them anymore. Ah. And NCAA, people would argue, because Madden, I see, I like Madden because I love football for like the tactician aspect of things, but Madden is horrendous. It's the, it's the most half-assed, like, annual game. Like, it just, no effort goes into it. It looks exactly the same. The models are horrendous. They just update the rosters and they charge you sixty dollars for it every year. And I'm a sucker for it because I love football. But you know, um, the the NCAA games from like early two thousand the early two thousand tens would a lot of people would say one, it's because it's a college, they like the college football thing a little bit more. But some of the mechanics were a little bit better too, at least to my understanding. And those hold their value. Like you'll see Madden 010 for a dollar and then you'll see ncaa football for like 15 so they hold some sort of value why it's just because they're rarer so i, I some sports games do hold their value or the he, the head coach games i don't know if you're those from back in the day no i'm not just, so yeah there was like a so when 2k still made baseball games i think they made head coach games um oh and the 2k baseball games hold their value too because the games you can play on x the baseball games you can play on xbox that are better than the rbi games which are horrendous um so like again some of them do hold their value and then occasionally like you know everybody knows nintendo games hold their value oh Uh, god they're they're almost too they're almost ridiculous how much they hold their value yeah i mean so like you know if it's like i'm always i'm willing to pay a little bit more especially if it's rare but like one thing gamestop did which is kind of ridiculous is that they upped the price of like i think it was xenoblades chronicles or something like that um where it was like they're charging like 70 bucks or 80 bucks for a game that is sold for like the msrp is 60 or 59 dollars or whatever and gamestop is selling a used version of for 80 dollars because it's rare I, you know think what I, mean? I, I think I did a video on that back in the day, like a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, we're going. This is we're going back. I mean, like 2012 or something like that, right? Wasn't yeah, it like around the Wii, then? Yeah, the Wii U had promise. You know, that's how old. Yeah. That's how old that, that <laughs> okay, that's the all right. Then I I think I am pretty sure I did because I remember doing it around that time. Yeah, the the Wii U was going to have Metro, so it was a different time. But even still, um, still waiting on that Doom port, by the way. But even still, <laughs> um, anyway. Um, the uh yeah so like that kind of stuff with the pricing and everything like that and and the reselling and everything was kind of brutal and i worked at a gamestop in particular that uh because of the town law where i lived or where i live um we can't give you cash or we couldn't give you cash so say you came in you know on their website they were pretty clear you know uh sell your games sell your electronics sell whatever and at our store we had a big sign from the town that we live in. I'm not going to say where that town, um, you know, saying due to this town, this law, we cannot give you cash because we're treated like a pawn shop, which pawn shops where I live ha- can't give you cash. They have to give you a check and GameStop doesn't operate your check. So that's the reason why we can't give you cash. That's interesting. Some, okay. Because I'm so used well, to going into a GameStop and then, I mean, they'll give you like five bucks as opposed to like $20 of in-store credit, but they will uh-huh. give you cash. That's interesting. Yeah. We, we were unique. And it, it's just the town where I live in because there's GameStop south of us and there's GameStop north of us that can do it no problem. But where we were in particular, we couldn't. And I'll tell you what, honestly, I, I kind of preferred it because, you know, I don't want to judge. But 
if somebody came into the store with like a box that was opened, like an open box, like a cardboard box, like an Amazon box or something like that, you knew the, that those were there. Like that was their stuff. You know what I mean? If somebody came in and didn't show what they wanted to sell and it was in their backpack, chances are that wasn't theirs. Because <laughs> no, I'll tell you why. Because you they would say, "Can I sell this for cash?" And then you'd say no. And then they would walk around the store. They'd be on their phone. And then they say, can I get a gift card for it? And we're like, yep. And they're like, okay. And then they would sell it. So something about it. So they stole it. So they stole it. They were looking like, they were like, all right, can I get, let me see if I get some cash. Oh shit. I can't get cash. All right. I might as well get something because this ain't mine. And I'd rather get rid of it instead of getting arrested. (laughs) Exactly. And so one thing GameStop does, or I don't think people take advantage of it is so say let's just say on rich say you're uh you know say you're uh uh i don't know your 3ds was stolen you're out you're out at starbucks and you looked away for two seconds and some kid took your 3ds something like that happened to me but continue what you were saying i'll talk about that in a second so and then that person goes and to the gamestop right next door and sells it all right if you can prove it's your 3DS, GameStop, when they take a trade-in for a system and it's not being refurbished, which is a complete crack of shit. Pardon my French. We'll, get, to the, we'll get into thing, that, but yes. Yeah, the refurbished thing is an, it's just a different box. It's, the, it's, it's a crack of shit. Um, the, uh, the, um, we hold, they would hold it for a month. So, like, I, working there, say somebody traded in something that's, like, legitimately, like, oh, man, this is nice. And because of the discount, employees would get, like, oh, man, that's that's worth it. And this is somebody who comes in, the thing's pristine. Like, somebody traded in a, a backwards compatible PlayStation 3 once. Oh, shit. And I'm like, and I'm like you know what? I'm like, I, I did not have the money for it. But, like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to bite the bullet now. Now I have it. And I might not use it a lot, but I'd, I want this one. You know what I mean? If I'm going to have a PlayStation 3, I want this one. And with my discount, it was more affordable. And it was traded in, let's say, on February 1st. Well, not until March. I couldn't purchase it until March 1st because if that was stolen, somebody could report it. And then we would have it. And then we could see the ID. We'd scan. So now every GameStop scans IDs. We scan IDs. So you could track, go back and forth. Um, the problem is, is that the computers that we used ran like Windows 95 and crashed all the time. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, the OS and everything we used, oh my god, it was garbage, garbage. It never worked. Never yeah, worked. I, heard, I, I, they still complain about that to this day that the their operating system is still shit, and they keep on trying to upgrade, and they say it gets worse. Yeah, so again, it's like it's like say you had like your you know your old gateway computers that came in the cow box back in the day, and you're trying to run like Windows 10 on it and play you know I don't know you know Dying Light on it. It's not going to happen. Like I, I don't care what the hell you do, it's not going to happen. And I'm not a computer guy, but they're trying to do all these complex things, and then the keypad wouldn't work, or like the the number pad for like cards and everything wouldn't work, or uh, the computer would lock up. So like the transaction would get stuck. Say somebody puts in their card, like they put in the chip reader, all right? The transaction goes through, it prints the receipt, but on the computer, like on what I can see, it's still it's still loading the transaction. So I can't ring anybody out. And then there's a computer that's like the main computer for the entire store. So say it lo- like it got stuck and it had to be reset, you'd have to shut down the entire store and then reboot it. And I would take like a half hour. Oh, God. So you can imagine... 
during the holidays, if a computer was acting up, we just wouldn't use it. Like, sorry, we got to move on to something else because there'd be boatloads, especially on Black Friday and stuff, which working on Black Friday, I got to admit, wasn't that bad. It's actually one of the easiest days to work because it's just people buying stuff. You know what I mean? It's just, I want this. Boom, here you go. Boom, here you go. Boom, here you go. Before you know it, 10 hours ago. You know what I mean? What about, though, did you have to work like on actual holidays? Like, did you have to work on Thanksgiving? or? Did- um, so where I live, we can't, you can't open, well, specialty stores I don't think can open um, until like 11.59 on Thanksgiving. So the last Black Friday I worked, I went to my grandparents for Thanksgiving, came home, slept for three hours, and then had to go to work. And what boggled my mind about that whole experience was not doing it because the thing was, is on Black Friday, I'd be out of work at 10 a.m. You know what I mean? Or 11. Actually, no, I, I stayed a little bit later that day. Um, but you'd be out of work at 10 a.m. Then you can go home, sleep, and then enjoy your Friday. You know what I mean? Um, but was you, you show up and you're waiting for the other employees to show up and everything like that. And you're trying to get hype. You got cocoa. You got coffee and all that stuff or whatever. And it's the amount of people who are outside on Thanksgiving that always boggled my mind. You know, it's Thanksgiving. It's late. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to assume people's family scenarios, but it's like I was always shocked. We didn't work at, like, the biggest GameStop, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, I mean, there's, I mean, literally lines and lines of people outside, and it's freezing out, and they're waiting and waiting and waiting. And I think the big sale... The last Black Friday I worked was in 2018. And I think Sony was selling PlayStation 4s like for 200 bucks, which is not a bad deal. Um, and like people were buying the hell out of those. And I think Nintendo had like Mario Kart bundled with the Switch or something like that. Um, I think. And I think Xbox was basically just giving away an Xbox One at this point. But like, you know, um, you know, they're, they're good deals and stuff like that. But I could just never um, like wrap my mind around how busy it was. But nevertheless, those days were easy because it's just people coming in to buy stuff. It's the other days. And I'll tell you a story about the day I the, the day I literally almost quit. Uh, but we can get into that a little bit later. Now, yeah, let's get back to like with the refurbished consoles where oh, yeah, I had one. I had a good that Xbox One is still down here right next to me as I'm talking to you. It works. It's mm-hmm. good. Minus the fact it looks like they sanded the top of it. It works fine. Play, yeah, I don't PlayStation know what up with that. PlayStation Three I got. It looked like someone ashed out their 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 blunt on top of it and used it as a cigarette tray too. Like two of them, and I just gave up. So what the hell happens with the with those refurbished quote unquote consoles? (laughs) So, (laughs) to my understanding, how it works is like this: you trade in your system, and it's let's say fine, it's resellable by GameStop's conditions. And usually, how that goes is somebody comes in with their console. And depending on your position, if you're like, so there's several positions at the store. There's GA, which is uh, guest advisor, SGA, senior guest advisor, um, store leader, assistant store leader, uh, assistant store leader, and then like store manager or something like that. And I was an SGA just because of what the time I had to allocate to this or whatever. So occasionally, when somebody do a big trade in or sell a console, you just get the like the thumbs up from your manager. You're like, yeah, it's cool. Go right ahead with it. You know what I mean? This console looks great. And most of the time, they, you know, not always, but most of the time they So then you trade it in, you ask for the idea and everything like that, and then you bundle it up, and then it goes in the back, and it waits for that month period I was telling you. 
But let's just say a console came in that works. All right. That, that it turns on, but the condition is garbage. Like it's missing a piece. Like Wii's are coming all the time. And you know, the doors for the GameCube stuff they had always fell off. I'm sure. Always, always fell off or broke. So if, if that wasn't on the console or they're missing a piece, well, if they're missing something, they can't trade in, but if say something was broken on it, it is, uh, you could still trade it in at a lesser, lesser amount. Uh, and then you package it up and then you send it out to Grapevine, Texas, which is where their headquarters is. And to my understanding, that's where those would be refurbished. So let's just say, because the Xbox One, dude, I, I remember when I was looking to buy an Xbox One, when I used to work there like back in like 2016, I'd open up the box to see how nice they were before I'd buy it. I'll admit to that. <laughs> it looked like somebody took like steel wool. And sh- like rub the. I don't get it. Thing. It does. I'd rather have scratches because on the shiny part than have that. I think. I think whoever the hell is running GameStop at this point, you know, it's probably like a hamster. It's like a hamster, like on the spinning wheel at this point. <laughs> um, that uh, it, they they look at it and like it already looks bad. Let's just make it look horrible. You know what I mean? Let's make it look. And I. I I can kind of get it. Like if there's some really big scratches, let's just hide the scratches with more scratches. But I don't know what the hell they use to refurbish them. It's the same freaking console. It's the same. It's the same thing. Or, or it would have that little, little silver sticker on the back. Like that PlayStation might've had on it saying GameStop refurbished. That's what mine had. I bet they, I bet they open it up, make sure there's nothing living in it, close it up. <laughs> <laughs> just send it back to whatever game stuff that needs a PlayStation. It, it was in because horrible condition. The, it was so like, how could the, you say it was refurbished? No, it, it's it's blatantly not true. And again, like I'm saying this, and for all you viewers right there, here's here's my little name tag right here. So I'm not bullshit. I, I, I kept like, his I, name. Per, I like. I, I mean, I guess first name wouldn't matter. That's why I didn't say your name, by the way, because I wanted to be try to be. So I know you're not like a public figure, so I know you don't want to put it out there. But it's cool. But it's cool. I mean, it doesn't have my last name on it, so it's it's cool. It, it doesn't matter. But even still, um, I, I only I brought that downstairs just primarily because I wanted to show it to be like, guys, I actually did you know work for this place. Um, but even still, like I'm not BSing the fact that like people would come in and you know whenever somebody had an issue with a pre-owned console, it was the premium, okay, premium uh, consoles. Uh, refurbished consoles, I should say. But if, like, what we saw, and I'm not trying to sound pretentious, but what we saw firsthand, we'd make the judgment call, and how I always did it and how my fellow employees did it, is if I was in the market for a PlayStation 4, and I'd explain this to the customers too, and this is what I'm saying about the, the employee trying to salvage whatever reputation GameStop has. You explain to the customer, it's like, hey man, listen, I... When we trade in consoles, we don't take in things that I wouldn't buy myself. You know what I mean? And this right here, in this condition, I'm a little hesitant to say I would buy this. And you explain why. And generally speaking, not always, but generally speaking, like, no, I get it. This thing's been rough. My kids were playing with it or, you know, it's been in the attic for years or whatever the case may be. And then you shake hands and everybody's cool. But it was, that's cool. And they did, and then whatever the hell the headquarters did or the refurbishing plant did I don't know what the hell they did and then they try to resell it and then people get pissed it's like yeah because they shouldn't be selling those consoles to begin with they're always garbage because but GameStop looks at it and says we can still make some money off of this and they definitely do because of what they buy them for and what they sell them for um, but 
that was like one of the most mind boggling. It's funny that you experienced, unfortunately experienced it, but I, I can't tell you I'm shocked, you know? Well, going back to that story, I actually ended up apologizing, but uh, like I said in the uh, GameStop video where I had an argument with the GameStop employee, I call the reason I didn't explain this too in the video. Everyone's like, "Why, Rich? Why didn't you just bring back the accessories? You could vouch for this because you work there. When you get a used console, a yeah. lot of times if you, it's like a ninety nine percent chance that the accessories don't work. Either a cable's broken, the yep. controller's broken. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even though the console was in shit condition, the accessories were fine, including the controller. Yep. So I'm like, I want to mm-hmm. keep these because they work. Can I just bring yep. you back in the console? He either misheard me and said yes. But then when I went in there, he's like, no, we can't take it back because each of the I'm like, he said to me, each of the accessories are with the console. I'm like, they're not the same serial number. I know that's yep. factually not true. Yeah, I don't know why that per- whoever you dealt with. I don't know why they would say that. Again, I haven't worked there since May of 2019. I don't know if they changed. Unless that, something changed, like, yeah, yeah. Which I doubt. I really doubt that. And, and honestly, at this point, if GameStop's really worried about that, their head's not in the right place. But go figure. Their head has never been in the right place. Anyway, um, you know, for uh, for that issue, um, I am a little confused by that primarily because we would do that like if it was in the so you had for pre-owned items you had if you didn't buy warranties seven days to return it 30 days to exchange it and for like the same thing or something or we would do like we'd flex it like say you spent 30 dollars you get something of the same value um but or or more value because you could force the return or whatever but for a console it's like yeah this this xbox doesn't work you will return it but these success the controller is immaculate or it's a controller you like or the hdmi cord's perfect or whatever you take the, the 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 brick console out you put the new one in you tape it all up you send that one back to wherever the hell it goes and then you just force the return and everybody's happy and then maybe that person locks out they don't they don't but that person locks out they look out i'm shocked that that, that happened to, to you yeah that, that, that guy said that at least yeah, and that's what why that's why everyone you know, which I didn't explain, so it's my fault. I'm not holding it on my viewers. Everyone's like, "Rich, what totally. the hell was the big big deal about bringing in the stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah, good point. Yeah. I didn't explain it. The controller worked, the HDMI cable worked, the power cable worked. I wanted to keep those because even though the Xbox One here works, <laughs> all the other accessories, including the um, actually I forgot to mention this to me, the power brick, the fan was making a noise, but the console worked yeah. perfectly. So. Uh-huh. You know, you work there. A lot of times the, the console could work and the accessories are crap or vice versa. But what mm-hmm. bothered me about that too is the first console I had, it, like, obviously they, they, they make you test it right in front of the customer, right? Like when someone brings in a console to trade in, this one, like you put the disc in, it didn't even really even take the disc. So how mm-hmm. did that pass? Like, did they not test it right or? So. How that would work is like this. What what I recall is if somebody if say so like let's just say you had a PlayStation three or Xbox three sixty because the Wii is a little bit different. And I'm only going back that far because those have accounts on the like your Xbox Live account or whatever. A lot of times parents would put parental controls on it, and if you couldn't unlock those controls, you couldn't trade it in. Now, I don't know what happens at other GameStops, but at ours, and again, I'm not trying to make ours sound better than anyone else. Ours was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, you would have to show them everything. You would hook it up. You, we had a whole, we had a new, towards the end, we actually had a system where you could run diagnostics on the controllers, which is actually kind of cool. 
and that made things a lot better. So you knew the control that was going with it wasn't bad. Like it didn't have drift, uh, uh, stick drift or anything like that, or the rumble things worked or the buttons were good. Um, but you know, you hook up the console, you reset it in front of them, and then you put in a game. And if it was like a PlayStation or Xbox, you have to just see if it's downloading or not. Uh, but for 360, it's PlayStation 3. So if they didn't play a game where it wasn't reading, it, you traded in as defective. And sometimes they had value, and sometimes, depending on how old it was or if the Xbox 360 was like a, the core from like 2006 or whatever, it was worth nothing, to GameStop at least. And um, yeah, that, again, going by from what I remember, that really, that, that I mean, I can imagine that it happens because obviously it does because people have issues with these consoles. Um, but I think the other problem is too, and I think this speaks to a larger point, is GameStop, and I, this might be a little bit of a segue, but GameStop is not a place where now you can advance your career. People who have these positions are stuck where they're stuck because GameStop inevitably is going to go out of business um, just because of how market trends go. Um, but people who go into GameStop think there's advancements. And when they discover that there isn't, there's no incentive to do your job better. So your job is to get from, you know, to get from, not, from to get to nine to five. And you're like, I don't give a, I don't give a crap about this. Just go through this, go through the paces basically. And that applies to that thing I told you about before, about getting your hours cut. If you didn't meet the th- certain thresholds of pre-orders of, um, of uh, trade-ins of this or that, which was the most ridiculous thing. There was, there were thresholds for how many trade-ins you had to do in a week. So think about this for a sec. Let's just say you had to do 5,000 simple numbers. You had to do $5,000 worth of trades in a week. All right. You live and work in a specific geographic area. There are only so many people who are going to go to your store to trade things in. And there's only so many people who even have things to trade. And yet there's a threshold for how many trade-ins you have to do. Think about that for a sec, how ridiculous that is. That's absolutely insane. There's a, there's a threshold for pre-owned sales, which I get because that's their bread and butter threshold sale for pre-orders, which again, it's just free. It's free money for GameStop. Um, you know, threshold for, uh, the trade-ins, which if your trade-ins were hurting, it's like, you can't control that because you don't know who the hell is going to. And if you didn't meet those bars, that information stop and say your store is allocated several hundred hours per week to allocate to the different employees and stuff. Well, if you worked part-time and say you're just working part-time, like I did when I was at school, like during the semesters at school, just to get a few extra bucks for whatever, to pay for books or beer or whatever the case may be. And um, you'd get a call. Like I said earlier, you get a call from like your manager saying, Hey man, listen, I'm trying to tell you this, I'm in today. And this would be me driving because I commuted to school on my way back, driving from school ready to go to work being told yeah sorry so you would literally like like minutes before you were supposed to go in or something like that or like or you or you maybe you had the whole day and like you were planning to go to work then and you were dressed and ready for it they'd get get, no they'd like so i i'm a unique example so where i went to school and where i live is there's a reasonable distance between the two because i don't want to get specific of where that is and then let's just say the store is kind of like right in between so I didn't live at the school I went to. So I drive to school, go to classes in the morning, go to the library, write a paper or whatever, and then drive back to GameStop to work from like 4 to 9 p.m. All right. Um, I would get the heads up 
beforehand, but I planned my day for that. And there were instances where I'd be driving to work at like two o'clock in the afternoon from where I go to school saying, Hey man, you don't have to come in today. And three times I can count. I would walk in and say, you don't have to be here today, man. Three times. I can tell you in four years, I was told to my face walking in about to clock in. Yeah, man, you're not working today. And then I look over at the schedule like, yeah, I am. It's like, yeah, we had to cut your hours. And you see in pen that they scribbled it out. All because. And that was it. And that was it all because they didn't meet these weird thresholds that made no sense to begin with. It, it, it was ridiculous. It's so funny because I could think of two examples. Whenever a company is on the brink or is dying, it always comes down to either trying to get someone on a credit card or trying to get... I remember there was two places I worked. When I was in college, I worked at Filene's. They're long dead now. Now they're Macy's. And you used to they used to borderline make you like almost block people from leaving and going out into the mall entrance or going out the exit to sign up for a filings card and the whopping whoop de doo incentive was maybe you get like a couple extra bucks in your paycheck every every week and the other incentive was you don't get fired mm-hmm. um when i worked at radio shack another dead company you're seeing the pattern here their yeah. thing was they thought that God, this is when I, after I got laid off from IBM and like I was trying to find friggin' anything to do to get a, to get a check, I worked there, and they would force you to shove smartphones down people's throats. They like you could if you let someone leave without almost like dragging them over to the smartphone section, like the regional manager would come down and breathe down your neck. So it's so funny how it's just, and the incentive at GameStop sounds like, oh, you won't have as many hours and you will basically be semi-unemployed if you don't get a certain amount of trade-ins. It's just such a bullshit way of running a business. Dude, so like my senior year of college, you could imagine, I was pretty busy with school, like just astronomically busy with school. And, you know, writing my thesis paper and all that stuff um, I, when I got my W2 for, for this year and I saw how much money I made in 2019, it's, it was laughable. <laughs> All right. Like absolutely. I mean, like I'm talking, are you like, it wasn't even almost wasn't even worth filing. Like you have to, but like, it wasn't even almost worth not filing. Cause it's like that I'm going to owe more money than what I even made. For on the taxes of the, you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Now, granted, I have other jobs and that kind of stuff, so it's not the end of the world. But like, think of it from somebody else who, you know, I'm fortunate that I was able to go to school and have prospects and that kind of stuff or whatever, and so do many other people. And GameStop was primarily a graduation from high school to graduation from college job. It was my college job, um, mixed in with a few other things. And, you know, but for people who, let's just say, unfortunately, fall on hard times and they need something to pick them up because that would happen. You have people, especially some older people who worked at our store, who, I mean, they were well into their 40s, some not 50s, but definitely well into their 40s who, you know, whatever, lost a job or whatever, who were incredibly hardworking, did every single thing the games, like they would ask them to do. And uh, to know that they were making as much money as I was making at 40-something is ridiculous. Like, it's... I, why would anybody even want to work there? It, 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 there's no benefits at all. There's a health insurance benefit, which is a joke, um, like ridiculously a joke. But like, there's no incentive to try to do better because there's no managerial move. 
in the company at all because at, at this point there isn't and or they hire somebody new and he for like a month and then leaves um like the ceo or whatever and uh you know and that impacts how you do your job which then results in the consumer going in and having a piss poor experience because the person who works there is not enjoying it and they get a, 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 a poor quality product which then just creates the pro it just it's systemic. It's like the whole problem just comes down to how management communicates with uh, their employees, which is actually something that I'd love to actually one, one story in particular that I'd actually like to tell you about. Okay. What's going on with that? So I started working there summer 2015 and <laughs> we had a policy where if the phone rang, all right, the phone's ringing, 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 and you, say you're helping out a customer. You don't pick up the phone. You have to finish with your customer and then you can pick up the phone. And it was a Tuesday night. And for whatever reason, Tuesday night, we were jamming. Just We were for like an hour and a half, just boom, 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 boom. People, 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 people. The phone is ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. And finally, this one guy who had been like, you know, shopping around the store for like, 20 minutes like dude if you want to get the phone go get the phone i'm like are you sure and he's like yeah go get the phone i'm like all right i'm like hey my name's sean you know thank you for calling game stuff yada 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 or whatever and it's my district leader whom will rename nameless who i swear to god was screaming like vince mcmahon like what <laughs> the hell why aren't you picking up the goddamn i mean screaming and I am as white as like a freaking piece of paper, dude. I he's screaming at me, and then I look out the window, like the glass door and everything like that. And there's just like this SUV, and he's like, "Pick up the goddamn phone when I call." And I saw the name, and I didn't know who was calling because we were told not to pick up the phone when you're helping a customer. And the and the guy who I was with that night, I'll, you heard the car and just take off because the car was sitting in front of the store. He saw us for as long as he was sitting there helping the customer while he was calling, and he just drove away. That was the district manager of the store. So wait, so this moron saw that you were helping someone, obviously because he was there, and was still pissed off? He was pissed because nobody picked up the phone to talk to him. He didn't call for any reason. He just wanted to check in. And since he was right there, so, he could. He sees people working. He couldn't have fucking walked in and said, "Hey, uh, you know, you're doing something. Hey, guys, Let me come in and check." Yeah, like, hey, oh, oh, see, I'm sorry, guys, you're busy, or whatever the case may be. I swear to God, he's parked outside, calling. In, he he was the only person who was calling the phone. It said person's name, person's name, person's name, person's name, person like. Like Ralph, basically, when you're <laughs> God, you brought up Ralph. You brought up Ralph in this. That's awesome. Richie? And, um, yeah, pick up the phone. Sean? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, he, uh, um, yeah, he kept calling. And I, at that moment, I, I've never experienced this in my entire life up to that point. I was literally like, oh, shit, I'm fired. Like, I just lost my job. And then the guy, the, the leader at that time walking out of the hey, man, what's up? You look like you just saw a ghost. And I'm like, yeah, that was so-and-so. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm fired. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, 
you know the phone you know all the phone was ringing like nonstop. And like yeah he's like that was him calling he must have called like 27 times I'm not, I'm not sure. and he's right there and he could see through the goddamn window so what happened but, but, but this but this isn't a great question i have no idea but it's not like this was some guy who just wanted to come into the store. This was the dish, like the district. It wasn't. A, that makes offer. it even weirder. It wasn't a customer. It was a person. It was your district leader, like a, a regional manager he, in different jobs. Oh man, let me. And you want to talk about communication? Another time. This was also kind of like around the time when I first started working there. So one day he comes in, and everybody and this is everybody's cool, and. I'm there with the manager, assistant store leader, and myself because I was a GA at that time. I just started. And they're doing this thing. They have these iPads they want you to use to get people to sign up for the Power Up Pro Card, which is a complete waste of money and a whole bunch of other things. And um, they're trying to figure out a good way to approach people while they're shopping, which makes sense. They're trying out different things like, hey, man, how are you doing? Hey, I'm just curious if you knew about this or whatever the case may be. But there's a natural way to do that. Like there's a natural way people go <laughs> talk to people. So you had the region regional manager, all right? So you had the district leader who operates certain stores, and then you have the, his boss come into the store. And he's the kind of guy who like irons his jeans, all right? Like he he's a, he, he like tucks in his polo shirts. Like this guy, this guy's tough. He walks in or whatever, and he's, and he's like the most artificial like business guy ever. You know what I mean? Like, hello, gentlemen. How are oh, you? Oh no! Like. And we're trying out, like, he's like, here's the script, memorize it, and then try it on a customer. And all three of us are trying it on the different customers, and it's not working. Like, every customer's like, yeah, no, I'm good, I'm good. Like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. good." And we go back to, like, our little huddle, basically. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to try it. (laughs) He walks up to this guy who's, like, looking at the Xbox games or whatever. And he's like, hey, man, how are you doing? And the guy who's, like, the guy who's just trying to buy the Xbox game is, like, I just... Dude, just leave, you can just tell. He's like, dude, just leave me alone. I just want to buy the game and leave. You know what I mean? Like, don't bother me. And the guy keeps he he literally says, "Hey, man, can I get your phone number?" No. <laughs> I swear to God. And and the guy and the guy buying the game is like, "No, you can't." And, and then he proceeds to say, "Like, why can't I get your phone number?" And he left. The guy trying to buy the game just was like, "Screw this!" And he just walked away. Or whatever. And then he comes back and you see the guy type on his computer. Well, that didn't work. And I'm like, are you serious? You're you're going up to people saying, hey, man, what's your phone? Like, they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, 877, whatever the hell. You know what I mean? Like, it, that kind of not understanding how to communicate with people, that corporate kind of BS, like artificial stuff, that's what they tried to shoehorn into every single mouth of every employee. And so when you'd say it, you're like, this doesn't like you hear the words coming out of your mouth, like this doesn't even make sense. And that was the epitome of that. The guy literally says, Can I get your phone number to sign you up for a power up pro member? And he's like, No, you can't. So like, well, why can't I have your phone number? And the guy leaves, so you lost a customer, so you didn't make money. It, and like, sometimes it, you lose them permanently is what these these corporations who were dying don't understand. Like they used to do the same thing at Radio Shack too, where uh-huh. someone would come in and just want to buy, you know, maybe a resistor because they're do they're they're fixing something on or, or capacitors because they're fixing something on their mm-hmm. damn TV because Radio Shack used to sell parts before they desperately try to sell smartphones. 
And they, I remember my manager, he was a really creepy guy who was like, he basically like, I'm not going to name, he used to like borderline almost stalk women. Like, and, and nice. he was really weird. Um, one time there was a girl in there that he was interested in and he was like dry humping the desk behind the thing as he was talking to her. It was actually really funny. Um, but people would be like, hi, I just want to buy this. I'm, I'm trying, I need an led. I'm fixing like, you know, something that, or I need a resistor or capacitor. And they'd be like, Oh, but what about this new smartphone that came out? Look, I have it right here. And, and the person's like, no, I'm not interested. And he, it was literally like to the point where he was almost harassing them to block them. And he like, they wanted us to do that too. And if you didn't like the regional manager would come down and like unleash hell on you, like, dude, this, if people don't, I understand. Look, I used to work in sales, um, real sales. And yeah, you could turn, I, I have turned smaller sales into bigger sales. You know, I used to sell furniture way back in the day. You know, it can happen, but there's just some people, you know, look, I'm coming here to buy something for $2. I'm not looking to leave with, I got at the time it was 2010, the HTC Evo, which was like the top of the line phone back then next to the iPhone 4. But they would try so hard because, and what they don't realize is, is that if you piss someone off, like, oh, you just lost the customer, keep trying, you'll get other people. What they don't realize is, is if you piss someone off enough, they may just never come back again and you'll permanently lose them as a customer and they'll never be there'll never be a potential in the future. Well, that, that's the thing too. And that, like, I, so one thing though, that you know, if you go on you and you type in GameStop, every single video you're going to see is my horror story working at GameStop. GameStop sucks. This is the reason you shouldn't work at GameStop, so on and so forth. And here's the thing. Some of those videos are exaggerated. Because for dramatic effect, like so, just some of them are obvious, like, yeah, very. And it's like, and the thing is, is that I got to tell you the honest truth for all the headaches and everything like that. I did it not like going to work. Like I, I enjoyed the people I worked with in sixty percent uh, of the job was shooting the shit because you'd go, you go to work on a Tuesday night. Who the hell is going to GameStop at a Tuesday? Night? You know what I mean? And you just talk about stuff. And, and again, the uh, the coworkers I had were for the most part, pretty cool people. Not all of them, but most of them were pretty cool. And the thing is, is that, so like you would get in a conversation with like a customer and you build a rapport. Like they come in and they're like, yeah, man, you know, this game kind of sucked or whatever, but I'm looking forward to this one. Hey, have you ever played this? And they'd recommend stuff. And you're talking about gaming, like how people talk about game. Like, oh, this game's great. Hey, have you tried out this controller? Hey, this game on PlayStation now is pretty cool. You know, whatever the case may be. And that's what's great about it because that's a place where people go to talk about it. But then you're doing the transaction and you're like, I got to ask him if he has a power up pro card. I got to ask him if he wants to buy this. I got to ask him if he wants to buy this. And then it goes from building a rapport. You just got a, you know, not a lifetime customer, but you got a guy who will probably come back maybe once or twice a month or whatever. He buys a couple of games when he comes in, you know, spends like maybe a hundred and something bucks or whatever. And he's happy. And then, at that moment, you, the employee, have to make a decision. Is it more important for me to say the stuff that he's going to say no to, or do I get the sale? And in all cases, it's more important to get the sale because Absolutely. you're spending money. GameStop says, no, you should have asked them that stuff. And it's like, okay, six out of ten times you say that stuff, the person's going to say no. Four out of t- four, ten times they're going to say, okay, I'll look into it. One out of 10 times, they're all going to say, yeah, I'll sign up. Okay. 
So you times that by how many people come to the store, you're not these these in- incentives like the power of pro card, which saves you 10% on a pre-owned game. Oh, wow, thanks. You know, uh, and gets you 10% more for your trade-ins. Oh, wow, I got $6 instead of $5. Holy shit. You know, um, and I had to spend money to get the money. That's cool. Um, oh, and these points I can't redeem for anything. Oh, cool. Great. Oh, I can't use two coupons in the same transaction. Oh, cool. Great. Yeah, oh, it, all the incentives they give you aren't really incentives. Well, they used to be back in the better, day. Like, better, better. I'm talking like you'd get like I got you know Portal. You remember Portal Two and Portal those yeah. games, fantastic games. I had never spent my my uh, my my power up points ever because I didn't know how to spend them. And I went on the website, I logged in my account one day in like 2011, and I had like 400,000 points, and I saw a replica Portal gun. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm not going to use these points for anything else. I bought the, the thing, and it's cool as shit. It's up somewhere. But anyway, the point is, like, that kind of stuff was cool because I couldn't go to a store and buy that. And if I tried to buy it online, some guy tried to sell it for, like, $1,000. You know what I mean? And it was cool as shit. And I just put it on the shelf. and was like, oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? Uh, but for, you know, the coupons and stuff, like, the systems just don't work. Any other system, if you have coupons, you can stack coupons. GameStop, you can't do that. So somebody would redeem two like hundred or fifty dollar gift cards to get a game for free and get like PlayStation Plus or whatever, and they couldn't do it. And then the coupons didn't work on this. Oh, and then you can't. Oh, this is a pre-owned coupon, which is ridiculous. They had two coupons. You had a pre-owned coupon and a new coupon, just to trick people into buying pre-owned stuff. It and they wouldn't really tell you what it is. Um, I, that forcing people to do things. Honestly, other, the trade-in thing you can nitpick to, to the nth degree, but the artificial, you know, like, let's get you in the gaming community. Let's keep you up to date with gaming news. It's like people don't care about that. It's so fake. And then, like, they have the TV on in the background, and they have, like, GameStop TV, and they're, like, all excited for games that are garbage. <laughs> yes, and they're talking I about was a, just going to talk about that. Yes, you're right. And they, they were trying for a little bit, like, you know, Greg Miller and – back before you left Colin Moriarty and kind of funny, like when kind of funny was actually halfway decent. Yes. They were on, they were on uh, GameStop TV. Now granted it was a much watered down version of, it. but you look at that like, okay, this makes sense. And then that goes away because their contract ends or whatever. And then you see like Dr. Disrespect in an ad and it's like, what the hell is this? Well, they're trying to get influencers too. Like, I mean, she's public. So I'm going to name her Melanie Mack. And, it's so saccharine, though. It's like, hey, we're influencers, but we'll sell our soul for $5. You know, look, I, I have sponsors and stuff, too, so I'm not knocking that. Look, do you whatever you got to do. But it's like, yeah. you, you'd be like, hey, Melanie, could you tell them how great this turd is that we just traded in from GameStop? Yes, it's the best turd ever. Like, you could see it's not real. It's not genuine. But they think that by having these influencers or content creators that it makes them seem like they're more connected and you're not more connected. It just, in my opinion, it makes them seem more disconnected if anything. Well, I, I, here's, here's an example I'll use. All right. So you know how like Nintendo's they're, they're rigid, but they're kind of funny because they make like, especially with Reggie, he'd make fun of himself all the time and everything. Oh, that's great. I love, that's why I love Reggie. Dude, Reggie's the best. He's, he's awesome. And he's actually like a, incredibly successful guy otherwise but that's besides the point um and sony they're a little bit more pretentious of how they show off things and then you look at xbox and i'm inclined to like xbox i think game pass is a great deal i, I think xbox 
Xbox One X is great. I love the controllers, the best three in my opinion. Um, although the Switch Pro controller is not bad. But what I'm getting at is, is that, but if you watch their advertisements and their their media and like their lot, like their Xbox directs or whatever, you're looking at it and it's like on Mixer. Oh boy, can't wait to watch Mixer. <laughs> it it feels so Mixer's actually. You know what? Mixer's stream quality is pretty good and their apps pretty pretty solid. But and hey, kudos to them getting people like uh, Ninja and stuff. But like Mixer is just a oh god, is it a joke? But it's it just feels like you're copying something that's successful, and it's so blatantly obvious. But the reason I bring that up is so you look at GameStop TV, and it gives you that same feeling like you're rolling your eyes at this. Like oh man, make sure you pre-order your copy of you know Red Dead Redemption Two because you, you're not going to find a copy of it or whatever. And then which is like, bullshit in two 2000- thousand. It like, but here's the thing, though. It's like, yeah, I I can do that, or like nowadays, it, the, the the digital revolution, man. Like, and now, granted, I'm speaking for myself. Like, I I like less. I don't need more stuff in my life. I need less stuff in my life. So it's like I like the fact that my digital library just exists on my PlayStation, Xbox. I don't have disc everywhere. I don't have cartridges everywhere. It's all just there. I'm I'm, I'm totally content with that. Some people like having the whole shelf of all the games and everything like that. But like placating to that denominator of consumer is, 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 it's like you talked about last night in your stream about CGR. He was only targeting like a specific, you know, uh, group of people who are nostalgic for something that they grew up with. You know what I mean? Which is why unfortunately CGR failed. Same sort of thing with, uh, with GameStop. It's like if you're placating to the collector, that's not the average gamer. Not anymore, no. The average gamer, the person who plays games, you know, likes the streaming, well, not streaming, likes the, the, you know, the the Game Pass sort of thing because they have access to all these games and stuff. You know, they like the convenience of going on their phone, buying a game, and then they come home and it's ready to play. You know, they they don't like that added, factitious, fake, shoehorned garbage. And then, because you go into GameStop and... I, I hate to say it. You see a dude who, and I'm not trying to judge or whatever, but they got like tat, like gaming, like pokeballs tattooed all over them and everything. I like knew that. exactly. I, I think the same thing, so and it's okay. Guess, don't I'm, don't sugarcoat I'm, it. It's I'm okay. Not, and I'm not knocking people. Hey, man, you're you're. Hey, we live in a free country. You freaking do what you got to do. But you know, somebody looks at that and it's like this is this is it's the extreme fake gamer. It's like your life revolves around this. And it's like, no, GameStop is a convenience store, basically, to buy a game and you know where to go. It's not a it's not a friggin' daycare for your kids, which happened all parents who just drop off their kids and, you know, like their little five-year-olds. And like, yeah, go play on the Xbox or whatever. Oh, God, yeah, I've seen that too. Oh, dude, we had, we had a kid shit their pants once and it was a problem. <laughs> he should oh, no, stop. You know what, I... I I, no, I'm not. No, Rich, I got to tell you something. I'm going to segue completely. All right. So where I where I live in the summertime, it's very nice. Like it can get beautiful, and it, I mean it's really really nice. And you know we had that that door, and some days we just open the door, like we just keep the door open and put some games outside and stuff like that to kind of entice people to come by and stop and look. And it's like in the middle of July, it's probably 90 out or just about 90 out. It's, it's warm, but it's like, you know, nice out. And this, this, this big dude walks in. He's wearing the same colored shirt and pants. He has like a gray sweatshirt on, 
and gray sweatpants that are the same color. And this guy did not come from the gym. And I, 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 I swear to God, and any person I work with can back me up on this. I'm talking to the guy. And of course, I'm the one who has to ring him out. And he's looking, he's looking at me with like the most agonizing face. And you can just see he's like he's tall and he's like you can see like his waist basically. And you'll if you look a little bit below, there's just a puddle for him. He pissed himself. Pissed himself? I swear to God. And he just stood there the whole time and then he finished and he's like, All right, have a nice day. And he just walked out. And we had the he dude, he left a fucking puddle, man. Let me tell you. No. I, I, Dude, was was he times. like was he like I guess special or was no, it no no he just he had to pee that bad no. it was like almost almost crap the floor at GameStop I so I don't I I don't know if it was a prank like he was doing it to be funny because there was other people he was with but he just looked right at me like like he wanted to tell me something personal you know what I mean what? <laughs> and he. And he just he just stood there looking at me. He just let Niagara Falls flow, man. And he's like, "All right, uh, I guess I can't get the game today." Bye. <laughs> just and they, we're busy, and he just walks away. And everybody's looking at the dude. He's like, "Dude, what the hell did you just do?" And then you look at the carpet, and it's like a gray carpet, and it's just black around where he stood. From where he pissed. And we, yeah, I swear to God. And he was nonchalant, like it was no big deal. He was like, yeah, you know, this is what I always do. And he just walks out the door and just enjoys the rest of his day. We had to stop what we were doing. We had to get – we uh, we got, like, the disinfectant. We got all the cleaner. We got, like, the dry vac thing. Yeah, because that's a biohazard. You have to. Oh, dude, it was disgusting. But the thing is, is that it was also hilarious at the same like, – like, I couldn't stop laughing the whole time. But I swear to God, this big, big dude, like, just this tank of a guy – just friggin' he had to go, man. But the thing is, it's like ninety degrees, and the guy's wearing like sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Like, I don't want to assume he wasn't all there for different reasons, but he he wasn't all there that day. I I, I just you looked at the agony on his face. It's like, dude, what what are we doing? Here? You know what I mean? Like, so either is- if he was doing it as a prank, either he was a good actor or dude he was either he was either freaking joaquin phoenix or friggin he he just from a that's what he does <laughs> and he was wearing sweatpants in the summer i don't even know dude, it was, dude so like you couldn't wear shorts at gamestop which was kind of dumb but you couldn't wear shorts at gamestop you had to wear jeans and you had to wear like a like a polo shirt like that was kind of like the go-to and i'll tell you what dude it where we worked we worked where the sun would set so, like, in the summer, dude, it would get so friggin' hot in that store, and the air conditioner barely worked. Um, And, I mean, I'm talking, like, it would, like, at 6 o'clock when, like, the sun's starting to set where I live or whatever, dude, the sun is beating right in there, and then you got the glass that magnifies the heat. And you're and you're just sitting there like, dude, I'm going to friggin' have heat stroke just standing here or whatever. And you got all the consoles playing, all the computers running. He's like, dude, it's pretty warm in here or whatever. So, listen, I don't know what the guy was thinking that day, but... If he was acting, if, he, if this was for a show, if I'm on YouTube somewhere with my reaction to a guy taking a piss, dude, I'll tell you what, it's the greatest acting I've ever seen. That guy deserves an Oscar. 
Dude, that's like the woman, like you ever see the video where this woman's casually at the food store just shopping and then she just, she has shorts on, she shop and she pulls over her shorts and just shits on the floor and walks away. Have you ever seen? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know what the hell's wrong with people, man. I just, I try to use a bathroom like a normal person, but hey man, you got to go, just freaking go. Obviously it's okay. So, um, because you can do it and GameStop supports it. So it, it's totally fine. But, but that, 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 to keep talking about feces. So, um, another time that, you know, the guy I was telling you about who came out when that, my, my district manager called me, he's like, Hey man, is everything all right? You look like you just saw a ghost. Like two weeks after that, we're working together again. And again, he's a great guy or whatever, but like when it was dead, he just go, like, you'd go out back and just go on the phone and like talk to people or whatever, which again, it's dead. Like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? I'd have my phone out the whole time. And one <laughs> We had a, so we had two, we used to have two bathrooms. Now we, we only have one bathroom and we had a toolbox that set on like on the, on the back of the toilet one day. <laughs> and I remember he's like, yeah, I got to use the bathroom. I'll be like a couple of minutes. Like, yeah, man, do what you got to do. <laughs> and it's quiet. There's like one person in the store. I'm just, I'm on my phone reading something or whatever. And all of a sudden you hear clink, 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 ba-ching, ba-ching, ba-ching. <laughs> and you hear him screaming, oh shit. <laughs> He knocked. He he like leaned back in the toilet and he knocked the toolbox into the toilet and flushed the toilet with all the tools in it. So he he broke the toilet, but it it broke the toilet, <laughs> dude. There's like a wrench sticking out of it. There's like a screwdriver going this way. There's tools everywhere. But the no- dude, the noise it made was so funny. It was like a Tretz guy thing where you just hear shit falling in him. Like oh shit! And there's just there's stuff everywhere. And he walks out, he's covered in water. You know, he's covered in freaking water. And he's like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and we went out back and the thing's flooding over or whatever. And that happened in 2015. And by the time I left, I never fixed the toilet. There's just, there's like a wrench sticking out of the toilet. The million dollar me. question is, was there still shit in the toilet as the, as I'm, I'm going to. No, was- I don't think, no, I don't, no, no, he didn't get to that point. He was going to use the, the, the bathroom and he like leaned over Okay. and he knocked the, he wasn't like sitting back. He like knocked the toolbox by accident. And again, it's like a metal, those red metal toolboxes that are made out. Like you throw it at someone, they're going to have like a freaking aneurysm. But anyway, they freaking the thing fell into the toilet and the noise it made hitting the porcelain like ting tong ting like all that noise or whatever. I remember hearing that and legit like 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 a freaking crazy person laughing my ass off. When he walks out, he's like, Oh shit. Oh And that toilet will probably never get fixed too, by the way. You do know that. They'll never Yeah, I mean the building will be condemned at some point, hopefully, but like oh my god. It, dude, I I don't know if I laughed. Like, I mean, granted, there's a few other times so funny working there, but I, but the thing is, is that like their computers, that's the problem that's fixed because you know because you had a little experience going there once that the the bathrooms aren't really open to the public. No, they're not. And but they so, were very nice to let me use theirs. Oh yeah, like if you, dude, if you if we recognized you, like if you came in, like, dude, I gotta take a piss. Like, yeah, just go right at like. It's no problem. The only problem is the door lock. So, like, you got to have somebody there. That, that that was kind of the issue. At least, I don't know in your case, but that was the case where we were or whatever. But, like, in, in, if we knew you, like, it wasn't the But, unfortunately, unfortunately, I wouldn't recommend using bathrooms anyway because the water would come back up. But, anyway, um, 
so like we made we made uh the, the bathroom that was broken to like a storage room for all the cardboard and all the little fake cases and everything we had and everything um but man that was so funny and i remember before i left we spent a day because it was dead just cleaning out everything like just we're like my manager at the time before he left he's like guys we're just going to clean out the store we're just going to get rid of stuff we don't need and it was good it was like spring cleaning like you felt good throwing away the stuff or whatever and i remember he we we finally dug everything up and the toy they drained the toilets like there's no water and it didn't smell or anything like that I swear to God, there's just like a wrench sticking out of it like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like a big ass wrench just sticking out of it. And there's like a screwdriver. And like the way it was angled, you couldn't, you'd have to break the, you'd have to literally break the toilet to fix it. it how the hell do oh you, how do you hell do you knock into something and make it do that in a toilet? So again, it's like you had the, the, the top of the toilet, like the toilet head where you put like, you know, a, like a friggin' tissue box if you're upset or God forbid anything else. You know, you might have like a flower, you might have air freshener or whatever. That's where the toolbox was. Why they put it there, man, I have no idea. It's a stupid idea. But whatever. It... Hindsight's twenty twenty. Anyway, the thing falls in and it friggin' oh my god. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. It's not like it fell and made a noise. It fell and destroyed our plumbing for like a half hour. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> It was so funny. And oh dude, the customers who'd come in sometimes, man. See, this is the this is the fun part talking about this because it's nostalgic. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's fun that you're bringing up memory, good memories, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Even like so there are a few times. So oh, you know what? Because we're going on about the tirades, I got I have to have a funny story mixed with kind of like a oh like a horrendous story. So this is the, this is the this is the worst day I ever worked at GameStop. This, this is this day. This story right now is the worst, the worst day I ever worked at GameStop. It's December thirty first, two thousand seventeen. I remember it like it was yesterday. Granted, it was the last day of the year, and we're, you know, it's Christmas vacation. We're clo- We're op- It's a Sunday, so we opened up later. We closed late, like earlier. So like the day was supposed to be a cakewalk. We opened up at eleven. We closed at six. It was a cakewalk, and we open up, and it's surprise. It's busy. It's surprisingly busy. And we have a big sign behind us that says trading your games for cash or credit. Now, this story re- requires just a little bit of a, of a uh, background. One day I was, uh, and this, is, this isn't funny. This is actually pretty serious. Uh, this guy came in, this family came in, this African-American family came in. And their son was buying a game and everything's problems whatsoever. And this absolute piece of shit guy walks in. He has a PlayStation 4, no cords, no nothing. He throws it on the counter. He's like, I want to sell that. And I, I'm like, hey, man, listen, I'll help you out once I finish these guys. And I, Rich, I swear to God, he said, I'm not going to wait for those N-words. And we oh, kicked him God. out of the store. No, hear me out for a sec. And we're like, dude, you can't, like, we can't have this or whatever. And let me tell you, right, that, that kind of experience is, and I'm not trying to sound pretentious, because you, as you can see, I'm whiter than white bread. I'm whiter than coffee with two creams. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I. I didn't know what to say. You can't say you're sorry to that family because to them, that means something completely different than what I heard. But it was tragic because that family never came back. And now we're known as the GameStop where the racists go to shop. So it, it was, it was horrendous. And that guy was not allowed back in the store. Well, guess who shows up on the last day of the year? That guy, he walks up to the counter. I'm ringing out this woman and I recognize him, and I'm not a very livid person. I don't like to be confrontational. You know, I, I, I 
just if I'm not having something, I'm not having it. And usually I'm a more of a, you know what, man, screw you and just walk away sort of thing. But I'm in a unique scenario where I have to do my job. And the guy comes in and he he's with some friend. I don't know who the hell would go with him. And we're busy. And he's like, hey, why is the sign say I can sell for cash? But you told me I couldn't sell it for cash. And it's him. And I'm like, hey, man, listen, it's it's town law, man. It is what it is. You can deal with it or you can go home or whatever. And I'm, I'm just not like I said something that probably if it was anybody else would be kind of rude for an employee to say, but it's this guy and the two guys I'm working with know that this guy is not a good person or whatever. And I'm like, dude, you can just leave. Like if you're not having it today, you can just leave. And I'm not having it. So I'm like, dude, you can leave. All right. And he's like, Oh, screw you. I'm going to call corporate. I'm like, go right ahead. I really don't care. Just go right ahead or whatever. And he never did. Um, and a woman, as he's walking out, he's like, Oh, screw you guys. GameStop sucks or whatever. The woman's defending him, and again, she doesn't know what he said. And the woman's like, "Why are you being so rude to him? Like, what did he do?" And I'm like, "You want to know?" And he's, like, as he's walking, I'm like, "That's the kind of guy who said the N word to an African American family, so he can go screw him." So I was not having it at all, dude. Rich, the guy came in. He was the he was such an asshole, or whatever. Not only for what he said, but just being like interrupting everything we were doing, or whatever. I don't know what the hell that problem was. Or his, his problem was. So that's how the day starts. And then like an hour later, we get a phone call from this woman and she calls it and everything. It starts out fine. I'm like, Hey, my name and she's like, Hey, so uh, we bought a PlayStation, probably a premium refurbished PlayStation four that doesn't work. <laughs> and um, she's like, yeah, we bought this a couple months ago. Um, and uh, you know, we uh, we're uh, you know, we're having some issues with it. Whatever. We were curious if we could return it. And I, I'm like, yeah, you know, hey, if you bought it within like this time frame period, you can bring it back. We can exchange it. You can return it and purchase a new one. And I asked her, like, when did you buy it? And she's like, oh, I bought it back in August. And I'm like, okay, did you get the extended warranty on it? Which is a normal question. No, I didn't. And I'm like, okay, so, he, you know, I was trying to be generous with her. I'm like, hey, listen, so what we can do is this. It's like, so technically you can't return it because you've extend, you've gone past the return policy. And you've also gone past the exchange policy because the exchange policy is a month. But if you bought it in this time frame, it isn't or whatever. And we can argue whether or not that's okay or not, but it, it's just the store's policy or the company's policy. So I said, if you bring it in, I'll return it, force the return on it because it's defective. And we'll get you and I will double check to make sure the one that you have works so your son's happy and everybody's happy. You know what I mean? I'm going out. I'm literally going out of my way. Okay. I want to make sure you're happy with this. You know what I mean? And she's like, I know I want to get a new one. And I'm like, okay, we can do that too. We, I can on it, and then you can just pay the difference for the new one because you know there's a significant price difference between the two. Like, and then you just buy a new one, everybody's happy. And she's like, no, 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 no. I want to get a new one because this is broken. And I'm like, I hear you loud and clear. I'll make sure that you walk out of here today with a brand new one. And she's like, I'm not paying for a new one. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, Stop. and I'm like, all right, I, dude, I'm I, Rich. I wouldn't seriously in a scenario like this where people could fact check the hell out of this. I'm not going to lie to you. This, this happened. All right. So I'm like, okay, ma'am, you know, I, I, I hear you loud and clear. I understand you're frustrated. And I'm really just, I'm sugarcoating this thing. I'm like, I'm like, come on. Like, I just need you to come into the store and I'll explain it to you and all that stuff or whatever. And she's like, you know, you know, my, my husband's a firefighter. And, you know, like he was a veteran. Too. I hate like, when okay. people do that, but continue. no, no, so I'm like, okay, and she's like, and she said, so do you guys have veteran discounts? And this is the one thing that I actually do not a, a, approve of GameStop. The GameStop doesn't have veteran discount. 
Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know they that. They don't do it. Yep, they don't do it. I don't know why they don't because it should be it should just be a thing that it's like 15% off whatever and then there you go. Nope, they don't do it. Which is not cool. You should be able to do that. Um that might have changed. That might have changed since I've left, but when I worked there that was not a thing. People would come in and they'd be pissed like what the hell? Like every other place does it and you guys don't. And I'm like, "We don't." And I'm going to tell you the truth. Did you did we occasionally change the price for somebody because of an experience they had? Yes. You take off 10%, you take off 20%, you do this, you do this, you do this or whatever. A thousand percent. You'd, you'd mend the rules a little bit on certain scenarios. But this woman comes in. I haven't seen the thing. And I'm just thinking she's disappointed or she, you know, I'm honestly thinking she bought a PlayStation 3. You know what I mean? She didn't know what she bought and her son wanted a PlayStation 4. That's what I'm thinking. Or whatever. And so I'm like, ma'am, you know, I don't know what to tell you or but um, this, you know, this is the this is the reality. It's just because what you want is more expensive than what you have. So there is a there is a price difference, and I can't change it. I can't manipulate it so it equals out or whatever. Not that I was going to, but like, there's no there's no even way to trick doing it. You know what I mean? Because it won't recognize the this an equal exchange. And she's like, "Oh, you just wait until we come on down there. My husband's chatting with you. This is ridiculous." And I'm like, "Okay, I just got threatened on the phone." So I hang up. I, I immediately hang up or whatever. Five minutes Wait, later. Wait, what did she say your husband was going to do? He's going to come down there and tell you what's up. Oh, God. My okay. husband's going to come. Di- yeah. And again, he's a he's a public servant. So that that works. This public servant who, you know, I pay his, you know, his salary and all that stuff or whatever. Okay, cool. Anyway, um, nevertheless, and, and that's not to knock any person who does that. It's just, of course, this guy has that. Of course, this guy has to be a firefighter. And he wasn't because they never showed up, but spoiler. But anyway, so she calls again and calls again and calls again and calls again. And it, and her name was there. Let's just say her name was Karen. It's not, but let's just say her name was Karen or whatever. Karen kept calling over and over and over. And of course, she's a Karen. You know what I'm talking about? The Karen who complains about everything, basically. Keeps calling, 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 calling. To a point where it's like, I told, like I told one of my guys, like, don't, please don't pick up the phone. Please just don't pick up the phone. Every time she calls, just hang up. Or whatever. And so inevitably, I, I picked up the phone like, man, you can't keep calling. You're blocking call, You're blocking other calls from coming in. We're missing calls. People are coming in saying, hey, I called like an hour. Still haven't picked up. Like, you can't keep doing this. Like, I don't know what your problem is. Like, you better give us that PlayStation 4 or else. We're called corporate. They said you can do it. We have the email and everything like that. I'm like, they, they emailed you? They got back to you this quick on New Year's Eve? Of course they did. <laughs> yeah. Dude, she was out of her mind. She must have, like my my district manager that one time. She probably called thirty times. I'm not. I'm like, I swear to God. So I, I being the asshole that I am, I went out back. I got a PlayStation. I put this big, you know, four what's her name on it or whatever. I I was so done with that day, and I I honestly didn't care if I was fired for what I did. I put the I I we had these like big like you know like promotional like stickers basically. I put it on there. I wrote for Karen. I put it on the counter. I'm like, I can't wait for them to come in. I really can't wait for them to come in. I called the same district leader who at that point we had worked things out. He was, he turned out to be okay. Although he had like a hissy fit that one time. Um, and I'm like, Hey man, listen, this person keeps calling. They're complaining about something. I tried to work with them. They're not working with them. I'm just giving the heads up in case somebody points again, dude, don't worry about it. Like, he's like, don't worry about it at all. Oh, whatever. And you know, like an hour and a half goes by and then they call again. And I'm like, what do you guys want? Like, I don't know. And they're like, we're on our way. 
you better be ready for us. We're on our way. I'm like, I, I can't wait to meet you guys. This is going to be fun. You know what I mean? Like they just, and they never showed up and they never showed up. And then a bunch of other dumb stuff happened throughout the day. Uh, but the last two things was like a half hour before we closed, this guy comes in with this gross box with an original Xbox 360 and a Wii. This guy obviously smoked because the Xbox is yellow and the Wii's yellow. Oh, it's so disgusting. Like That's what happened with my and PS3. I have, and I have asthma, so like that smell kind of like makes you kind of triggers it. A little bit. Well, it, I mean, you know what I mean. It doesn't make you have an asthma attack, but like the smell makes you cough a little bit. It's like, oh, God, this is gross. And I'm like, dude, I can't trade these in. These are disgusting. He's like, what do you mean? I, he, I swear to God, Rich, he says, I just bought them. They're brand new. (laughs) And I look at the guy and I, we're just about to play. And again, he's trying to do a trade before we close. Nice guy. Very, very considerate. And I'm looking, I'm like, dude, you, you're like, you're lying. There's no way you went to Best Buy, bought these new, and now you don't want them anymore. They haven't made in freaking five years. What consoles were they? Do you remember what consoles they were? It was a Wii. It was, the, it was a Wii, like the OG Wii, and it was the original Xbox 360 with like the gold thing and the the hard drive to go on top and everything like that. Oh God, yeah, of course they haven't made those for eons when you he, were there. Yeah, of course you and I know that this guy thought he just bought. This guy also thinks it's 2007, but anyway, you know, uh, he thinks George Bush is still president. So anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, he friggin' he, the iPhone hadn't even come out yet. He doesn't even know what that is. So anyway. I, I just, it's that kind of audacity where it's like, what are you trying to pull here? Like, what, what are we trying to do? And I showed him, like, dude, this is what it's worth. It's not worth much. Like, we're not doing anything. Like, I don't want them. I just bought them. I don't want them. And I'm like, if you just bought them, return them where you've got them. You'll get more money. I don't know. Like, you're just lying through your teeth, man. Or whatever. So he finally leaves. He he's, he's bitching and moaning about stuff or whatever. He finally leaves. We close the gate and I'm like, oh my God, thank Christ today's over. And so this, and any person who hears this who's a GameStop employee knows price changing is the worst God thing, goddamn thing ever. And we were told in an email before, and hey, there's going to be some price change tonight. You shouldn't stay more than like a half hour. And price changing is when you just take the sticker and put the new sticker on. It, it's not complicated. The problem is... And I swear to God, from 6.15, when everything was cleaned up and we started doing it, we didn't leave probably 8.30. You we didn't were leave till 8? Oh, my God. Rich, guess what? We weren't paid either. That's happened to me. Yep. I believe we, it. We were we were scheduled till 6.30. We clocked out at 8.30. But when that pay, when I, my pay stub showed up, I was missing two hours. And they wouldn't pay you, I right? I swear to God. They wouldn't pay me because it's like that wasn't in the job. Fault you took so long. That was their response. I'm like, fuck this. I, 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 I didn't. So again, I'm saying, screw this. I don't want to work here. All this stuff or whatever. I was also in college and I needed to have some sort of money coming in. So I played the game a little bit, and then in 2018, I barely worked there. Like I worked, I worked there part time in 2018, primarily because I had some internships. I worked for. Uh, a campaign that I can't say where it is because it'll locate me. You know, uh, I worked at this uh, uh, Apple subsidiary store, which is pretty cool. You know, I, I I drove Uber, I did Lyft, I worked my ass off that summer, and so 
GameStop had be kind of started to become like a, I don't want to say distant memory, but kind of became like an afterthought. It was just a backup. It was just where I worked during the holidays to make a few extra bucks or whatever. But at that point, at, at that point, you know what I mean? But dude, at that day, my my two coworkers who will rename nameless and myself, it's New Year's Eve. We all have plans. I have people calling me like, hey man, where are you? Like I was going to a New Year's Eve party. It's like, dude, where are you? I'm like, I'm still at work. It's like, you said you're going to be out at 6.30. I'm like, I'm not out yet or whatever. And we're putting on these dumb, like these little stickers on everything, on on PlayStation games, Xbox games, T-shirts. We can't find the stuff. This is missing. Oh, this is stolen. This is this. This is this. And I'm sitting there like, what am I doing? Like, what? what is this? This is this is asinine. This is the dub- the dumbest thing. And the price tag thing is dumb, too. There shouldn't be price tags on anything. If you want to be competitive, if you want to sell people pre-owned, you shouldn't be able to see the price. You should come up and say, yeah, that's $60, but I can save you $10 if you want to be like, oh, you can save me $10. I'll buy that one instead. There you go. And you just sell the pre-owned one. That, that would be a solution to that problem. But, of course, they won't do that. And there's, like, stickers that have been on there for years. I know. Up. It's disgusting. And it's it's disgusting. And then what people it's like seven stickers. I've seen that literally myself. But they'll, they'll rip, but but they'll rip off the stickers to see which one has the best price and say, well, that's what it says. And that was a thing. If somebody came on, the price said this. You always had the whatever the lowest price is. You had to adhere to that price. Or you know those bins that like it was like you know buy five get you know buy five games for twenty bucks, buy four games for twenty bucks. You know what I'm talking about? Those bins they have. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're usually games. crap games in there. Yes. I mean, you could find you could, like a hidden gem in there once, like once in a blue moon. But like, you know, um, if people, like kids, would pick up a game and just throw it somewhere. But if somebody, like, I remember one day this guy found old in there, and I'm like, that's not supposed to be in there. What game was it and, again? You broke up right there. What game is it? Oh, 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 sorry, Overwatch. Okay. And it was pre-owned, and he's like, "Well, I found it here, and it's like it does. It doesn't say it on the list, but I found it in the bin." So, and I'm like, "You know what? Screw it." And I, I did the sale for him or whatever because he's right. He's like, that guy doesn't know the difference. There's no list that says what games are on this thing or whatever. But like, it's so, it's so tacky. It's so, it's it's inadvertently and organized because you have prices everywhere. The prices don't match shop. You miss the people mislabel things all the time or whatever. You don't it. Just you get the friggin' you you what UPC code or whatever the hell it's called. You scan it in whatever the price is. That's what you pay. Simple as that. If the price increases, it increases. If it decreases, it decreases or whatever. But to have the stickers on it, you have this competition with consumers where it's like, you know, they're looking at things. They're confused. So, sometimes they look out. Sometimes the price is higher. They scan it in and it's, it's cheaper. You know what I mean? But like it was just an added thing that you would spend all this time doing. And then you would do it all. And then the next night you'd have to do it all over again. And because it was New Year's, and they were going into 2018, they changed the prices on everything. Oh, my everything. God, yeah. Dude, we had these rolls where, like, you print out one sticker, one sticker, one sticker. The reason it took so long is we had to wait for the friggin' thing to stop printing. We went through probably three of those rolls, and each of us got one to do this. We, we used to, What we usually did was we'd organize it into systems. Like, okay, you do PlayStation, I'll do Xbox, you do accessories. And you break and you just do it, all right? This list was so long, so like you'd get like Call, Call of Duty's on you know two, excuse me, two systems, or whatever, or you'd get a, I don't know, Assassin's Creed, which is on all systems now. You know what I mean? You have to go to Xbox 360, Xbox One, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Wii U, all this stuff, and it's like 
it was just like an added thing that made it look tackier, that made it look more gross and less appetizing for somebody to come in. I hate to use that word, less appetizing. You see something that looks nice. It's in a clean case. You pick it up. You're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to get this today. You see something that has stickers all over it and the things have been open and it's all gross and, and or it's pre-owned. The case is destroyed, but it's the only case you have. You know, it, something yeah, that's such a turn off to me too. Like when you go there, they have like a generic beat up case because the original case of the game is lost, and it's it kind of goes into what the how GameStop's business model is just straight up antiquated. I, I like there's no like when I go, I could even find used games on Amazon. Granted, some of them are way overpriced, and I would never buy them. But the whole you know, you go on there if a price needs to change on Amazon, it just automatically changes. You don't have to have someone there manually putting stickers on literally for free because they're not being paid for it to do that. You know, and exactly. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, when you go into Best Buy, which I love Best Buy, I think Best Buy is great for the most part. You know, there's people who are there who are trained to be, to some extent, reasonably knowledgeable in the devices that they're selling. So if you go to the computer section, that guy knows what he's talking for the most part knows what he's talking about. Their TV section's pretty good. Their Magnolia or I live. So like they kind of have an idea of what they're talking, you know, like, you know, you, we can, you know, nitpick on certain things, but they have an idea of what they're talking about. The problem with GameStop is that like, Rich, you're busy. I'm busy. Most people are busy. I know people who were gaming their entire life. You know, you can argue if that's a good thing or not, but like, like this is that that's their only hobby. And there's no way on he- in hell you can play all the games and know everything about them. So people would come in and they're like, there's this random, ja- not the knock, you know, whatever game you're into, but this random Japanese fighting game that they printed two copies on the PlayStation Vita for. They're like, do you have this? I'm like, I mean, I don't really know what that is. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. I'm not familiar with it or whatever. Is any good? I'm like, I just told you, I don't even know what it is or whatever. He's like, why the hell do you guys have it? And I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. You know what I mean? And like, oh, screw this. I'll just buy it on Amazon. I'm like, why did you take all that negative energy here? Or that was the solution in the first place. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I just, and that's not, and this is the thing too. Like you think every exchange at GameStop is horrendous. I'll take the most rewarding thing ever at GameStop is, and you know this, cause uh, I don't think it's any secret that, you know, you have kids in that, kind of, but like, you know, um, you know, your your kids learn about saving money and not just when they get $5, don't spend it, save it. And it's tough for them to hold on to something and patience is a virtue and all that stuff, whatever. And, you know, the Switch comes out. The Switch is $300. The kid gets birthday money, you know, whatever money, Easter money, Christmas money, whatever. And they've been saving every penny for this thing. And they have, and they and their parents are going to pay that. Like, they don't have enough, so their parents pay the rest. But they have most of it. And they're so friggin' excited. You know what I mean? They were like, I, I worked, I, it's like, I, I did all my chores, I did all this or whatever. And they put all their money, and the kids don't know how to carry money. So, like, they have like a bag and just, it's just, filled with, it's like, like a grocery <laughs> bag just full of like dollars oh, and quarters. Oh, and I love it when, I love it when like an eight year old thinks they have like a shit ton of money. So they just hand you all their money, and their parents, are like, no, 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 don't do that. Like, they just hand you, like, all yeah. the money. Like, yeah, this, <laughs> this is enough. They feel like oh. a millionaire because they have, like, 100 bucks. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's great. I mean, I feel like a millionaire if I had 100 bucks, but even still, you know what I mean? But nevertheless, um, friggin', so the guy, 
so 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 like a kid comes in and whatever they're so excited or whatever and you're helping them count their money and everything like that you go out back you get the console they're ecstatic their parents are stoked because they're going to have something they can do together basically and you put it in the bag and you hand it off and thank you so much and the parents kind of give you like that nod like hey you know thanks he's stoked you know what i mean that is the like the best part of working there because I remember when I was his age, saving up for like my Game Boy SP, you know what I mean? Or my Nintendo DS and being like out of my, I know I sound like I'm three years old, but like, you know, like, like, um, like that kind of stuff is so rewarding. And that's what's great because you're continuing the tradition, you know, the parents are going to enjoy it. The kids are going to enjoy it. And that just got the kid into Nintendo or Xbox or PlayStation or what, or, or Ouya or whatever the hell. Yes, yeah, for the one person that's into Ouya, but yeah, and, and that's your you, know you, you hit on something though. You hit on something is that yeah. that's an experience that when these stores close is going to go away, you know, because you you don't get that same experience buying a piece of hardware on Amazon or even Best Buy dot com or Walmart dot com. It just gets shipped to your door and that's it. Where, you know, it's almost like, an, I remember going driving to, I'm older than you, I remember going driving to the store and looking at an NES game and there was a place called Merry-Go-Round in uh, Westchester, New York or New Rochelle. Mm-hmm. I, I could say the specific name, but I'm no longer there. But um, And you get the box, you'd be excited, you go home and drive home and it would be like a whole buildup. That's not going to happen anymore. Once places like GameStop go away, it's going to be severely diminished, but... You know, it's kind of. I mean, yeah, like I, I remember getting like a Game Boy Advance came back in the day, ripping it open, and which was the dumbest thing. I wish I kept the car. I wish I kept stuff, and of course I didn't. But you know, I remember ripping open the the box, Me too. reading the manual, like re- pouring over the thing, going home, and I I was lucky. I had the game player on cube, so like if I got a Game Boy game, I was playing on that thing. You know what I mean? And um, like, it, dude, it was. It was exciting. And so being able to, for as long as it lasts, having been a part of some kid's journey on like the same thing, that's awesome. That That is priceless. Because it makes you like, you know what, this is cool. And again, it was like the little thing where the kid's like out of their mind or like freaking the hell out or whatever. And they're behaved. Like they're not like, like screaming or anything like that, but they're like really, really happy. And the parents are giving you like the thumbs up, like, hey man, thanks. And what sucked is because they try to give you a tip and GameStop employees can't receive tips, fun fact. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, most places uh, are like that, to be honest with you. If you work for a corporate, like, even if like, you know, at a normal Starbucks, you can receive tips. If a Starbucks yeah. likes is like in a, um, target, they can't take tips. That's dumb. I mean, don't get me wrong. I get it to an extent because GameStop also doesn't work off commission, which you probably know. Um, but no, uh, they work off threats. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they work off threats and people call screaming at you. But anyway, um, and then broken toilets. But, um, you know, uh, but like the thing is, too, is that like, see, like, that's the thing. And we had like, I remember the first Black Friday I worked. It's freezing out. It's cold. And where we worked is near an Olive Garden. And Olive Garden's nothing to write home about. But this woman, we helped her out. We like put something aside for her. She was all, she was so stoked. And there's like 14 people working at the store. She came back with like four bags filled with Olive Garden food for us to say thank you oh shit you guys are awesome and it was like and and there's a few other things too like we had a lot of return customers and this is not like that not to compare this the guy talked about who pissed himself with these guys but like we had this family come in 
And the dad, I think, had MS or no, that probably isn't correct. He had some mobility issue where like he kind of walked with like a limp and is like kind of like, you know, had to use a cane and that kind of stuff. Wicked, wicked nice guy. Um, and they had two kids who were twins and both the kids were, you know, had some issues. But they were wicked nice, wicked polite, and they chew, they, they were so entertaining because they would chew your ear off about anything. It was kind of like entertaining almost or whatever. And, um, you know, all that stuff or whatever. And, like, when they would come in, you know, it was like it, it lifted the mood. You know what I mean? Everybody was happy to see them and everything. Like, they did come in, like, once a week because they, those two kids would get so excited to go there and everything like that. And there were a few other people who would come in who were routine customers and that kind of stuff. And it, it just juxtaposed with the people who complain about everything. Like, you know, God forbid, oh, you guys use plastic bags, which in our town we're not supposed to, but we're a specialty we, store, so we can still use plastic. We can't hear anymore well, either. Ahead, yeah, yeah we, where I'm at, you can't I mean, hear I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not against it. They're horrible for the environment, but like, you know, uh, like people would like, they get like, they have like their Starbucks coffee that still has a plastic straw in it. And yet they're freaking out that we use plastic bags. Like, all right, pick the fight you want to fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> good point. Like, yeah, it's a good point. It's like, it's re- it's like, oh, dude, like, or what I love is somebody would come in. So we worked near, uh, uh, we worked, <laughs> we worked in a really interesting location. We worked right next to a Hallmark, which is now the paper store, I think. We worked near this place. I'm not going to name it because it's a regional place, but we worked near an ice cream place. Um, and then we work near a regional chain bar, um, which is, it was a pretty nice place. So you get kids with ice cream who are fucking disgusting. You get parents with ice cream who are freaking disgusting. They have ice cream all over their hands. They're touching everything. They're like grown, grown ass. Men. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh God. It probably turned everything into like glue. Like, like you had the Elmer's glue on. I know what you're, I know what you're talking oh, about. Dude. Oh my god! So some of the people came and they didn't think they were the, like it was. They're like, "Hey guys, what's up?" You know, like they're fucking slurping the thing or whatever. It's, and it's like, like, and it's like dripping down like, their faces. Yeah, <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> like a kid is different. Like they're five years old. It probably turned like your entire store into like a giant fly trap, like the the tacky paper. Oh, uh, uh, dude, we had that out. Dude, we had a fly problem out back, but that's another. Oh, we had a frog out back once too, and we found him one day, and that was that was interesting. Um, I don't know how the hell he got in there, but anyway, um, you know, the thing is, is that like it, it like the people would come in is like you'd have great people came in. You had you had like three customers. You had great people who were moderately interested, or they're like people my age who are cool. Not not saying everybody my age is cool, but like you know, you kind of got the vibe. You know what I mean? Easier to talk to. Them you you could you could yeah, you could correlate with them better. Yeah. You can relate. Yeah, like if they're in college too, like they have like their shirt for like the grocery store they work at, and I have my GameStop name tag, and we're the same age. It's like, hey man, I feel your pain. You know what I mean? Um, granted, my job's a hell of a lot easier, or was a hell of a lot easier. Um, that's another thing too. Working there is it, it's a cakewalk. It's not difficult at all. Um, but uh, except for the people who come in. Um, but with a few other things too, it's like, you know, you had the people who were cool. You had the people who were enthusiasts who sometimes they were cool and sometimes they're a little too into And then you had complete assholes and that that's a very wide spectrum of people. And it, it, it's just like, I don't get the mentality of somebody coming in. Like, you know, I've gone to places, I've gone to restaurants, many, I've been to one restaurant in particular. The guy was like, you need to give me a bigger tip, which I'm like, that ain't happening. 
Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, there's uh, – I, I actually, I can say where this place is. There's this place in the larger city where I live um, called Dick's, which you can insinuate all you want. Uh, but the, the, the gimmick of the restaurant is that the waiter is actually you, like it's a joke. And it, it's, re- it's like a regional thing. People so he's an street, ass to you because it's kind of like what it's about. It's it, it's a joke. It, it's, okay. it's it's deliberately like they're rude on purpose. But the food we got was horrendous. All right, horrendous. And the guy literally, we gave him a tip. And th- this any place that says that says this is the amount you should pay for a tip is not a place you should go because it's horrendous. Um, not like accrued like tips, but like this is the baseline tip. This is the recommended tip. This is for excellent service tip. It's like no, I tip him off a percentage, and then also give him extra if he did if he or she did a good job. That that's how it should be. But anyway, that's what I do too. Uh, yeah, like any any normal person. But this place obviously has special, and we paid him. And there's four guys, so like we paid it. We gave him like a real tip. You know what I mean? And we we're about to leave, and he stops us. And, he, and I thought it was still a gimmick, and it wasn't. He was being serious. Like you guys got to give me a bigger tip. It's like why? And he circles the recommend. He's like, that's what you're supposed to pay me. And we pointed to the other ones like, uh, uh-uh, that's what we're supposed. It, it was ridiculous. We never went back because the food sucked. But like that kind of stuff, where like you're an asshole. Like I would understand if like one of my friends got mad at the guy. You know what I mean? But like if you're if you're a GameStop employee, the stuff you have to deal with the people complaining about things or whatever, it is it is annoying for lack of a better word. But what I don't get is like bringing your anger and letting it out on somebody who has no like it's not their fault you know what i mean like screaming at it like uh, like an associate because you called them sir and their ma'am by accident or something like that you know what i mean yeah um which is which is a great video um (laughs) but because like because it's like they you know i just i don't get that and that's the problem with the GameStop thing because again you don't see like the video of me giving like any person Selling the kid who saved up all their money, you know what I mean, and all that stuff. That's not the video you see on YouTube or Facebook or whatever. Like, look at this kid learning about financial ability. See, the video you see is some lunatic freaking the hell out at GameStop and seeing the, the employee just stand there not being able to do anything like an asshole. You yeah, you don't I mean? see, you don't see the kid learning about you know like you just said because it kind of broke up a little bit. But I know what you said: the financial stability and actually learning to be rewarded from saving your money. You just see the horror stories, mm-hmm. you know. And it's funny. Let's. I'm going to touch on something that a lot of other people are afraid to. What did you think of that whole "it's ma'am" thing? Well, here here's the thing. So my personal position on the whole thing, just to let it out there, is that. We live in a free country, man. You do what you, or ma'am, you do what you got to do. All right. Kind of talking about something we talked about a little bit before this. Um, I am a little hesitant for people to force you to say something that you may not be comfortable with, but also too, we make mistakes. I've talked to people on the phone who are apparently women who sound like guys. And I've talked to men who sound like women and I've called them, Hey ma'am. Hey, sir or whatever the case may be, it's an honest mistake. Now, that person who went into the store, I'll tell you the honest truth, I am a human being. I may have made the mistake too. I might have said sir by accident. Me, that's what, me too. Me too. No, but but, but here's the thing. That person, he, she, whatever, can then say, hey, you know, it could have been nice and like, hey, hey, I don't mean to be a dick, but like, it's ma'am. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. My bad. I didn't know. And, and then you learn 
and then you just try to be more careful and everybody's cool. They're happy because you're under, they're, they understand that not every person is going to understand what they're going through and everybody's cool. But the, but the freak out and be like, it's ma'am. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. The sh- that's why he got the she, that's why she got the she ma'am thing because, you know, here is the thing there. He, she looked like a dude. Okay. It's not, I, I am all pro LGBT, but she looked Same. like a dude. Yep. That if I was working there and I saw her, I would have been like, I would have said, excuse me, sir. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not that I'm being, it's not that I'm purposely being maliciously misgendering or doing anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, we have human instincts up here that say, okay, you have a certain kind of features. You are a male. You have certain kind of yep. features. You are a female. Whatever she was wearing besides still looked like a dude, especially if you're working by yeah, the yeah. counter, you may, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing that pissed yeah, me not, off. Yeah, that's the thing. Like again, her rea- her reaction to be respectful was ridiculous. Um, but like in general, like we had a like where I live, I don't know what the percentage is. There's not a lot of people would fit her characterization, or uh, you know, you know what I mean. There was one person who came in who was a man. Who I think was because, or I, I I can't tell you, but like. You know, and what in that scenario, and again, not to sound for, but in that scenario, you just got to be like, hey, how are you? And just ignore, don't even wait for them to say what the, they are. The pronoun, don't yeah. Wait what, yeah, just wait. Um, or if you have to check their ID to see what the name is, you know what I mean? Or say, like, hey, how are you? What's your name? You know what I mean? Something like that. And whatever they say, if they say Jake and Jake is a, you know, uh, you know, uh, on Miss America, well, okay, but... If, if, it, if it's Charlene and Charlene is on, you know, uh, you know, men's watch health or whatever, like, okay. So, I mean, listen, I'm not here to judge anybody. I, I'm not, I, I don't have those feelings in any sort of a way. I'm, I am who I am as you probably are who you are. Um, I'm not against it at all. Do what you got to do. But like, in that instance, like, I don't remember GameStop going out of their way to like, teach people about pronouns and preferred pronouns and all that stuff. Maybe they should, maybe they shouldn't. I, I, I don't know. I've worked in environments. Definitely, you know, be careful, you know, that kind of stuff or whatever. But the only way people are going to be more accepting is if people are allowed to make mistakes and then aren't, you know, thank you destroyed for making, for making a mistake. That's what I like. You can't, if I see someone who is, a man transitioning to a woman and they still look like a man or vice versa. And I just, you know, cause it's still human nature to say, hi ma'am or hi sir. And it's the wrong pronoun. And you want to like ruin my career because of it. That's not going to be okay. I'm going to be more accepting now. That's going to embitter people and make them more angry about it and be less understanding of it. And that's why when I saw they were trying to get the GameStop employee fired and everything like that, I'm like, that's not the way to handle it. You're not going to make, that's not going to, bring on acceptance that's going to bring on people to tr- be more closed-minded for it and more angry about it exactly and the thing is like of course that scenario had to happen stop like it just had to happen there you know what i mean <laughs> of course like, it did <laughs> and of course and of course, <laughs> he, of course she had to knock over everything on the way out just to like make it more disastrous we had we had one guy do that once we, you know like the, the the racks where they put the gift cards and everything like that we had one guy knock it over we had one kid knock it over once by act like he really didn't mean to. He was like a little kid and he fell and he just knocked it over. He was really upset about it. He's like, oh my. 
sorry, whatever, the guy who deliberately knocked it over an asshole because he waited in line for two minutes too long. Um, he's like, what the hell, man? I've been waiting in line. Can we speed it up a little bit? He's like, you, you will be served. Don't worry. And he knocked it over. So it's like, obviously he had some place to be. But like, I, I just, to, to, and to go back to that point though, it's like, you don't know who's coming into the door. You don't know, you don't know what somebody's going through. You don't know what the hell their day was like. You have no idea. And this is on both sides. You don't know what the person inside the store is going through. You don't know what their life's like. And you don't know who the person outside the store, you don't know what their life's like. So let's just be nice. Let's just treat people nicely. The golden rule, just treat people the way you want to be treated. And I, I would pretty much assume people would be nicer because here's the thing. If you make a mistake, you would assume people would give you a second chance. Go figure. If I make a mistake, I would assume I'd get a second chance to, to express the fact that I have learned from my mistake. But when you prevent somebody from doing that, they're either going to be emboldened and think, no, I'm right and you're wrong, which only makes the divide bigger. Yep. Or it only makes the divide bigger or they're, uh, you know, they're, 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 uh, you know, if somebody's being stubborn and like the guy who said the N word at the, who came into our store, I don't know if there's any saving grace for that guy. To tell you the truth. Cause that, that, that's, that's just, said out of, that's said out of conscious malice. That's different. Yeah. Like that, that's different. Uh, but like, you know, if, if, um, and like that guy who he, he just turned out to be a complete POS, but anyway, the, um, you know, like the guy, that 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 employee at GameStop who said "sir" instead of "ma'am" by by no ill will should not have this kind of you know like oh it's just you know frankly it's just white men who don't understand how people work it's like okay well the world's a little bit more complex than that snowflake so let's just let's just take it easy for a sec accept the fact that we're humans we all make mistakes because the people who say who are woke and say all this crap about saying like oh i use the correct things all this stuff you do it online where you're allowed to say and repost what you want to say or whatever in real life you don't do that that's the thing people are so friggin' pretentious just be nice for christ's sake and that applies everywhere gamestop can be nicer to their consumers consumers be nicer to their gamestop employees it's a a whole cyclical thing not to go on a tangent about that no that's why i wanted you to bring that up to go on that tangent that was excellent so bringing this home do you think that GameStop can have a future. I think you know my take. I've brought it up 7,000 times, but... So, my envision of what GameStop could be is a larger company. I don't want it to be Amazon, but I would not be shocked if... Who has the capabilities of supply and that kind of stuff. I wouldn't be shocked if a company like them buys out GameStop's brand, all right, because people are familiar with it. And they, and GameStop, they clo- they unfortunately close the ones that are not performing well. But the ones that have a larger, you know, storefront, that have a little bit more space, you get rid of all the toys and you get rid of all the, like, I mean, garbage. You just get rid of all the sh- stuff nobody's buying. You keep the most modern games. And and then what you do is you have all the system shell and they're kind of already doing places, but like you really make it like a a game stop. This is where I stop to play games. This is where I stop 
on a on a you know my Thursday night Smash Bro tournament. This is where I go for that. This is where I go for this. If I need a part, if I need to get an accessory, this is where I go for this. And this is what it is. But it's but it's also the supplies better because you can go to the associate, you can get a coffee, you can say, hey man, listen, I, I need this, I need this, and I need this. And then like they order it for you basically, and you can pick it up in the store. Or it gets shipped to your house. This is why I'm saying like maybe Amazon does this or whatever. But the way they operate now, unless some investor, if Warren Buffett gave every penny he has and they did it themselves, the way GameStop operates now, especially on the used games front, because I, I just I don't and I'm I don't I don't take any privilege in saying this because I know people who still work there and who are really good friends. I I. I don't know how much longer they're going to last. I'm shocked they last as long as they lasted. But I, unless that's the case, I really don't know if they have much of a future unless they change like that. Because the brand, everybody knows the Everybody recognizes the name. Everybody who's in gaming recognizes the logo. But, but people are longing for those social experiences and they sometimes somebody to show them how to do something or... They want to play a game with somebody. You know what I mean? That should be the place to do it. And it's not. It's 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 pure it's retail at its purest sense. And unfortunately, that's not the world we live in anymore. No, it's not. Retail is dying. Retail is absolutely people, dying. People you don't need an unfortunate you don't need because you have the internet, you have people like yourself, people who do content and make their own reviews and that kind of stuff who they get familiar with. You know what I mean? And they trust their opinions. And you know, I go to a store, and I'll tell I mean, again, and I know I'm not unique. I go to a store. I generally know what I want when I go there. You know me what I mean? Too. I'm not trying to be sold. I mean, maybe if I would go to, like, a, a car dealership, I might be talking to getting a different car. But, like, you know, like, when I when I, I had to go get a new for work and that kind of stuff, I knew what I wanted because that's what my boss told me. You know what I mean? So when I went there, I just told the person, I'm like, hey, man, listen, I know I need this, I need this, I need this, and I have to make sure I have this much storage. I'm like, okay. Let's just do it. You know what I mean? But their job is pretext on making sure they know about all the benefits that I just completely eviscerated because I have no patience. I, I shouldn't say I have no patience for it, but in that scenario, that kind of consumer myself doesn't need to know all the extra stuff. I just need to get in and out and pay for what I need to pay for. That's that. Or I'll just buy on Amazon, which I'm not happy about, but or that's what I would do. Yeah. Amazon is becoming like our overlord. So I understand why you're not happy, but yeah, I do the same thing. You know, there are a lot of times I'll even go, well, not even anymore because Best Buy will match prices now and I have to pay ta- and you have to pay tax whether you're buying at Best Buy or Amazon. But you know, there's yeah. sometimes you at other places I'll go look and they won't match a price and I'll just buy it on Amazon, which I'm not very proud of, but it's the reality of it. Why am I going to spend a hundred dollars more at a- another corporate store? <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, again, you got it. You can't Amazon, Jeff Bezos and Amazon's hustling. The guy, I mean, he earned, he earned every cent he has. He has business. Plan. It, 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 it's a genius. But what it's doing to brick and mortar stores, unfortunately, is a huge side effect because people don't, you know, not everybody has the technical skills because of education or what, or finances or whatever the case may be. That they don't, they can't not do menial work. And I don't mean to say menial in a, in a derogative. That just the reality of what they're, what they know, what to do, and what skills they have to offer. Not everybody's a genius, fortunately. And uh, re- eliminating that kind of stuff is not good, but also propelling something that is not going 
Because here's the thing. If you work at GameStop and you're not a manager, if you're not somebody in corporate, you have a legitimate risk of losing hours that were already, like I said before, that were scheduled for you. So in that amount of time that you could be working at GameStop, you're not. Because it's pretext on the idea that somebody's going to come in and do all this stuff, which you can't even control. And because it's exacerbated by the, the consumer like myself and yourself, everybody knows what they want. The guest advisor can't advise the guest. They're just they just use the, the they just use the uh, the register. And frankly, like where I live, the CVSs, there's nobody who works there. There's people who stock the shelves, but it's all uh, the self checkout except for the uh, except for the pharmacy. You know, and that, that's, that's it's going to it's an automated future. It's where we're going to with a lot of things an automated and, future. And yeah, don't get me wrong. The the push for people to have tactile experiences is definitely there. It, it's definitely definitely there, but GameStop ain't where it's going to be. That I just it's not because no. digital games digital games are just more convenient and all the things GameStop has done. You see, like if GameStop was perfect and people loved it. Like, I mean, hear me out for a second. Like, if say games, all the things we talked about and GameStop was perfect and everybody loved it, it was, the, it was the greatest place on earth, it would still inevitably go out of business because market trends change and they're not willing to, like, they just, that model doesn't work. Even if it was the greatest company, it's like when Toys R Us went out of business, people are crying about Toys R Us going out of business, like, oh, nostalgia. When GameStop goes out of business, there's going to be people who are going to be like, oh, finally, thank God that place is gone. It's so true. Not- yeah. Dude, all the people who make those freaking BS videos online about GameStop's the worst freaking place ever, it's not. It's a job. And that's what this is what it all comes back to. It's a job. If you really hate it, and I'm even criticizing myself, if you really hated it, you can leave. It's a job. You're not, it's not a life. It's not, it's not, you're not, it's not a prison sentence. You can leave. You're not stuck there. But sometimes at a convenience, like when you're in school or whatever the case may be, it is convenient to stay. Um but it's a job. There are certain things you got to do. And that's the only thing I'll ever defend GameStop on. Yeah, that's the way they work. That's what they want done. And they have a point to say. But they don't take internal criticism well at all. And that's the reason they're going to fail. And again, I'll, I'll have my name tag as a relic. I'll show my grandkids one day. They'll be like, what's that, Grandpa? I'm like, oh, that was a place I worked at when I was 19 to 23 or 22. But, uh, you know, I, I just... It, it's a shame. It sucks for the people who get stuck there, who might lose their jobs and all that stuff like that. But um, yeah, I just, I, it is what it is. It's just, it, it, it sucks. And, uh, you know, I hate to see it. Time moves on and technology changes. And when technology changes, there's not a demand for a certain kind of commerce. And that's what it basically comes down to. So, all right, Sean, yeah, it, thank you. Oh, sorry. We were going to say, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, and just real quick too, like you know, the, the last thing I'll say, the last thing I'll say is that like, it's not that it can't exist. It's just this: you reap what you sow. If you exacerbate, and this is general for any position, if anybody who listens to this works or runs or is somebody higher up somewhere or whatever, no matter, you could be Apple's retail, Best Buy, wherever, you cannot jeopardize the 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 consumer. You can't, anything that irks somebody, inconvenience them, changes the dynamic of the conversation, don't do. Don't push something, don't push something that doesn't work. If somebody at Apple doesn't want to buy Apple Care, 
don't sell them on it. They know what it is. They're not dumb. They know what it is. Somebody doesn't want to buy Geek Squad protection at Best Buy. Don't sell them on it. They know what it is. They know where to go if they want. Nobody needs to buy the Power Up Pro card. It's dumb. Nobody reads Game Informer. It's no, dumb. no one reads it. goddamn Game Informer. Nobody. Don't sell some. Don't sell something that that that, that, that just doesn't work. It exacerbates patience. And if you want to compete against places like Amazon, which guess what? Amazon doesn't doesn't sell you anything you don't want, and they give you stuff. They give you Prime Video. They give you Amazon Music. They're giving you stuff that you may use, and if you don't use it, you don't use it. Well, I mean, they'll have like, like if I like if I buy a piece of electronics on Amazon, they'll have like, oh, you could buy this warranty with it too. But it's just a, literally a pop up that comes up, whether it be on your yeah, phone and you, and you, or on your on, on your you or on your phone or on on the website, and you could literally click it, and it's done. Like it's not like exactly. someone's like clawing then, at you to buy it, and then it's over, and then it's over. So, and then and then you're done. And then if you have Prime, it's there in two days. You open it up and you're like, oh, here we go. I got what I want. And everybody, and then you're happy. Jeff Bezos is very happy, and that's that. It sucks for everybody else in the middle, but um, yeah, it, it bites. And I just, I I'm just worried. And again, I know we're wrapping everything up. I'm just worried that we're not and this could be a whole other thing but i'm just worried that we're not prepared for what the autumn the fully automated world will i don't think we're prepared nowhere is prepared for but i don't think we're prepared for it and that's trusting the people the people the hell out knowing that a robot might take yeah that's what that's what that's what happened that's that's part of what happened at ibm but that that, i could go uh, into that for like three hours too all right sean Thank you so much for coming on. This is the Exposed Cast or e- Exposed Episode Four. I keep on going back and forth with the names. Exposed. Exposed. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. That was interesting <laughs> oh, as hell. You had man. so much. You that was a pleasant surprise. All right, guys. If you're interested in the podcast as well, there are links to it on Spotify, Google Play Music, and iTunes below in the d- description. And Sean, thank you so much for your time. I'll see you guys all real thank soon you. with the next episode.